Welcome to Wizard Team, the Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Connie. Uh, we're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Slug Club. And joining us today is Portia. Hey everyone. Shady Portia. <laughs> to be specific. Right. This is a New York edition of Wizard Team. Yes. Um, alive from New York. Yeah. This is live Saturday Monday night live. I was making I was going to make an all that reference. Like, ready <gasps> yet? Get set. It's all that. That's us. Okay, I was gonna start singing and I realized I should not do that. No. Um oh I didn't come up with an excuse for Robin. Robin is um she had an issue with wasn't she? Uh, her potion. There's some kind of potion. She yes. had an issue with it. There are some so potions dealing, issues. It was a mix-up. And so she's dealing with that. And so she can't join us this time. But she will be back next week. And, of course, yeah, she's she'll be back, obviously. <laughs> she's sorting out her friend's issue with Omortensia. Yes, that, that too. too. She has two separate That's potion situations that she's dealing with, and <laughs> so she wasn't able to join us this week. But you know, obviously, Those like you'll potions, miss her, y'all. and then right. she'll be back immediately. They so are it's tricky fine. spells, tricky potions, tricky, tricky. Um, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. It is our blog now. Aww. Uh, love Wizard Team. If you have, have a few extra galleons lying around, if you do, you should donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus. You can send a cheering charm. That's via PayPal. Just like there's so many ways for you to donate. And if you want to do so, you should go to blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. It's just like so easy, you know? Just like maybe three clicks. Yeah. I, Maybe four. I don't know. It's very quick, though. But it's all on, it's just, like, on the main page. page. takes five seconds. Like, you don't even actually have to do the slash donate if you feel like that's an extra burden. Just click some Like, buttons. just go to blackgirlscreate.org, and then it's on the main page somewhere. Just, like, scroll a little bit, you know? Boom. Yeah. And we have Wizard Team merch. So you can go to our website and set up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, also, like, two clicks. Oh, and then, actually, going back to donate and cheering charms... Um, we did this on y'all's anniversary, which was a nice thing to do. But if you want to send a cheering charm and you're like, well, how much should I send? It's their third year into Black Girls Create. So if you send just $3, just every time, just think like $3 is like a manageable amount of money, you know, just like if you feel like you got it and you want to give it out of the joy of your heart because it's a cheering charm and you want to cheer us up. You know, just do three dollars for that's, three years of Black Girls Create. That's the move. There's three also three. three of them now. So yeah, boom, three. bam, celebrate the third. Three for three for three. Yes. Bam, it's the magic number. Bam, twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, but if you don't have the funds, which is okay, times is hard. Uh, but you still want to support and you don't have the funds to do so, you should rate and review the podcast on iTunes, guys. It is so helpful if you listen to this on iTunes and you open up the thing and you're like press play then just go over to that like little rate and review section and just be like okay let me just do that real quick um it really helps with the rankings and uh, getting other people to know about the podcast and like more people and more Harry Potter friends and also tell your friends 
like tweet about it and don't keep and it just like secret. tell people what That's you're listening like, to so those are ways that you could support us just like shout us out retweet things you're like oh man this awesome podcast is awesome Easy. if you think this is awesome if you don't, then like you too, though. Yeah. Um, also, please fill out our audience survey to give us feedback. This is going to be the last week to do the survey. Um, so if you haven't done it, if you've just been pushing it back, um, just like just do it. it. It takes maybe five minutes. It's really quick. Um, and it's kind of the way that we figure out what direction we want to go in. It's kind of the way that we decide how we're approaching some things that we have already decided we're going to do. Um, so any kind of, and it's also like a way for us to kind of like tighten up the stuff that we are doing already. Um, so yeah, please fill that out. It's super helpful. We already have more than we've ever had before. So that's cool. Cause it means we're growing and like people are invested. So that's awesome. Thank you to those who have filled it out. I like to read them. I need to like make it into a spreadsheet. It's really fun to read, but it is fun to read. (laughs) Thank you everyone for your thoughts. Um, and there's some really great thoughts in there. Um, also, you can subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, which is our new- newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, all the way from Japan. Uh, it has nerd news and links to what's been going on, both nerdy stuff and like real life stuff. It's like a really great newsletter. It's just like whatever newsletters you subscribe to. Like I know there's like the Skim and like all these ones, um, but this one is like Black Witches Weekly. So you should subscribe to it because it's like. This is what's going on in politics, and this is going on in the nerd sector, and things like that. So it's a good it's a good read on Sundays at uh, what is it drop one? 12, yeah, uh, I, see, because I have been thinking noon for a long time because <laughs> it's noon uh, in, Chicago. in Chicago. But yeah, ten, eleven, twelve, one. Yes, all the times, all the times. <laughs> um, so you should subscribe to that. And no wizard team news this time. As far as I know. It's been pretty quiet. Other than that, I'm only one chapter away um, from being in my third year on Harry Potter and Hogwarts history. <laughs> That's a good um, place for new, you know, whatever new, if there's yeah. no news, it's like, well, whatever the game is, whatever's happening. That's what's happening. Um, we found out, update, found out Charlie Weasley does uh, show up at some point. Hasn't showed up for me yet, but it's what got Robin to start playing again. <laughs> so maybe next week we'll talk more about it. And yeah, I I like this. I like doing the, the the classes, and but it's mostly I don't understand some of it. Hagrid has to go sit somewhere, but we <laughs> talked about that. Just that's a that's consistent. That's a, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that another time because <laughs> I don't think Connie or Portia are playing this game. Do not play the game. <laughs> play it for Hogwarts Go. Yes. Right. That too. Waiting. Can't wait for that. Lying in wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we do have a new Patronus. So shout out to Anthony for becoming Patronus. Shout out to you. Thank you very much. Patronus team. We're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Patronus team. Everything's a team. Yeah. Thanks very much. We still haven't come up with our other non-DJ Khaled uh, hype-up situation. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm marinating on it. I yeah. think the only other hype man that's noticeable is Flavor Flav that is so dated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even he's weird. And even he's, like, not yeah, he's great. Not great. So Highly it's hard. Yes. yes. Yeah. We'll find something. Something's gonna, it's, one day, it'll just, it'll be. We need a good hype woman. Organic. That's what I'm thinking. Woman. That's what I'm thinking. It has to be a woman. But I think it should also come organically. Yeah. So. We'll figure it out. Magical birthdays. 
Um, shout out to Jaquinta Ter- uh, Cherry. She sent me her birthday like literally the day after we recorded last week, so it didn't make it into um, last episode, but it was last Friday, May 25th. So shout out to you. Happy birthday. Hope it was awesome. And it was on a long weekend, too. Like, that's. I wish. <laughs> I could never. Literally could never. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we should we should get into this chapter. I think previously on Wizard Team, uh, oh, we went to Diagon Alley, which is not as happy as previous Diagon Alley visits because everybody's really scared that the Death Eaters are going to show up and start uh, kidnapping and murdering people. Um, because they already have. Because they have been doing that. And Fortescue is gone. And that's like the sunshiny ice cream place. Right. You can't even get your... You, you can't even get that little bitty bite of sweet happiness. Mm-hmm. No wands either. All Vander left. I mean, you could go mm-hmm. to some other place, but like, they're not as reputable. And like, right. do you, can you really trust them? I Unless don't know. you're African. Right. But now I don't even Wait, know. now you don't need one. Yeah. Wow, Portia. <laughs> But now I'm thinking, like, what if there are other shops in Diagon Alley that sell wands? They're just not the premier wand shop. But, like, what if one of them is black-owned and you just get, like, special things in your wand at that black-owned wand shop? But how well are they doing if Ollivander is, like... The me person ever. Well, it's like, but like know, if you're a black like, person in the walls, where yeah, like it's always like that like after shop like right squeeze between like two. It's like real random, and you go in there and it's just like full of shit, and yeah. then they have really great stuff. Maybe that's what it's like. Yeah, I think that there's a market for it. Listen, that was before that was before colonization, and so like now it's just like it's you can use it with a wand, or you're like, oh, actually, I've learned from my cultural roots like how to use my magic without a wand but like I, I think like, it's like something you could just do extra it's just like that makes you extra boss I just kind of wonder like I mean if you like go in the shop and if you're older than like 13 they like look down and goes at you like you have to figure it out how to <laughs> like, maybe some shops like really this mm, yeah interesting <laughs> but it does bring up like Curious. and I wonder if maybe this is a bonus episode or maybe this is just a thing a conversation we have when we see Ollivander again but just thinking about like him you know he's the oldest that like we know of like mm-hmm. the shop has been out like it's open like for like yeah for like centuries at this point and so everyone just goes there and the way that they like talk about him is that like he's the only like trustworthy place or uh mm-hmm. like wizard uh, to make wands or whatever and like it's never really questioned. Like, we meet, we meet other with or, like, hear about, uh, what's his name? Gregorovich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, he's in, like, a different part of Europe. And so, like, people aren't going to all come all from all over Europe to get their wine because that doesn't make sense. But, right. um, even, like, talking about him, Alexander was a little, like, nah, sure, whatever. But, um, so then I wonder if that's just, like, cockiness or if people are really just, like, or if he really is the best. But then it seems like because a lot of things that are presented in these books are never really questioned. Like, yes. <laughs> it could, there could be, like, said, it could be somebody who's, like, really out here selling ones that are better and, like, people aren't going to them because they're mm-hmm. not white. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, I feel like Ollivander holds a monopoly and I'm over, like, the ones. Like, I feel like yeah. you probably, like, maybe not going to know. Maybe, like, Nocturne Alley, like that's like you know, right? What I right. Mean? It's just like, dang, this dang. good black man but owns his shop, but he has to go to Diagon Alley because just the prices were better, and like he doesn't have to face the competition. Like, and he's just like, I don't want to be here. And then like, you know, they don't really mess with black people in Diagon in Nocturne Alley. You know, they don't. We've had Look this conversation you, like, about how like Death Eaters don't really like 
Joe wants to be all mutual respect and kinship, except when it comes to only blood purity. But like, there are no black death eaters. So I'm just saying that like, there are just very, there's just lots of evidence that black people aren't really messing with by the dark side. Right. So I'm just saying there might be a black dude with his own little shop. And now maybe people are going to his shop because he's like, Ollivander's gone, but there are still 11-year-olds who need wands. Right. And that, and that was like something I think Bill mentioned was like, people will just have to make do with other things. But it's also like, what makes him better at making wands than other people? Right. Apparently the shop opened in 382 BC. Jesus. <laughs> That's why he's the Before most Jesus. trusted. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. What? Wait a minute. Can you, I feel like Jesus is like doing, but he was not using yet. not, a, but I'm saying once he's using Jesus, his finger. He was using not, so <laughs> Jesus H. Christ is not using a wand. If it's good enough for him, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Wanted <laughs> to wand, bro. No wand necessary. Oh my God. Um, in the chat, Delia says, oh, more black culture completely overlooked by colonial wizarding England? Shocking. <laughs> like, what a shock. Um, and then Lauren says that having someone else make you a wand seems weird to her. Like, clearly you make your own wand, except Ooh. not in Harry Potter, where you were provided with an, affi- with, with an official ministry-sanctioned wand. It seems so Walmart. <laughs> right, Which, like, like yeah. capitalism, man. Like, Harry had to pay for the ability to use magic mm-hmm. at all. And so, like, that's an interesting thing, because, like, we see that the Weasleys, um, this is so off the chapter, but it's fine. Right. Uh, we're starting early. <laughs> we, uh, we are all slightly Ravenclaw in here, at least. <laughs> we're all going to theorize about right. what's going to happen. We're still in the previous week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fine. But, like, we've seen with the Weasleys, who ha- don't really have money, but, like, at least Arthur works. And I think that, like, they just have to be, they have to prioritize what they get. So, like, they were able to get, you know, Bill and Charlie wands, but then when Bill and Charlie grew up and they were able to buy their own wands, they passed their old ones down to the Weasleys. And I guess, is it maybe implied that, like, Harry got a fresh wand, but, like, you, I think you can buy old wands, yeah. used wands. So, like, first of all, why are people giving their up? Like, why are people giving their wands up to begin with? Mm -hmm. But I really do like the idea, like, if you really are that poor, like, even poorer than the Weasleys, like, maybe you're not working, like, you don't have one person in the family working, like, could you make your own wand? Like, what kind of magic does that take where, like, it probably wouldn't be that good, but it would still, like, get you through school or something until you can get one, like, that would be an interesting, like, thought of, like, a family. And now I'm just like, oh, maybe that's what it was. A black family was just like, oh, well, we can't afford to get our Wanda Ollivander, so we'll just make our own. And then it became their business. And then they opened up their shop in Nocturne Alley. And maybe they're descendants from the people from your story. And from, from, Yeah, um, I honestly forgot about that. Um. <laughs> Until you were talking, Congress of BSU or Black Wizard History Black Wizard History yeah. Month. Until you started saying, like, I was like, oh, because now I that's my head cannon. That. My whole brain might deleted be my the thing story. that I wrote. <laughs> so I, let me write this down. <laughs> it's like my, a spinoff off of Bayana's story. Boom. My thing is, like, wondering about. So, thinking back to, like, if you are, like, when you show your magical traits and abilities before you're 11 and you're able to go to school and you're supposed to be able to channel the magic into a wand, um, and that being the reasoning behind getting a new wand later is because your magic ability is so, like, you're just getting used to it, therefore, like, maybe the first wand you get, if it's a fresh wand, is only suited really to help you channel your mm-hmm, powers, right. and then later on, that's whenever you've like grown up and you kind of like you've achieved, like you know what 
the wand is. Because when you look at the wand more page on Pottermore, it tells you, like, different the abilities and, like, temperaments that right. the wand yeah. materials oh, yeah, have. Yeah. Good for charms so, and good for transfiguration. But also, like, like yeah. this wood is only good if you are an advanced magic user. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean, like, it takes, like, you have to have, like, this sort of touch as bendy. You have to have a free will or something like that. Right. So I feel like that may play into, like, your materials of your wands probably plays into, like, why it's better for you to have a certain kind of wand when you begin versus one whenever you get older. But it also makes me think about... Dumbledore's sister, mm-hmm. Ariana, and what if she'd been given a wand? And if like the wand, like like for Thor, like the, it's actually just helping to yes, channel right. yes. your your energy. So if she had a wand, perhaps before she was eleven, maybe it would have kept her from like exploding. Having. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I wonder if that's why yeah. they get kids that young is because they're trying to catch them before something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also like the fact that it is only when you turn 11 like that's when you finally get one like some kids probably do like Ariana like expressed magic earlier in a in a more powerful way where it's like they need it earlier yeah and they just because it's just how they've always done it like yeah like I feel like like maybe like in African culture they probably they know how to like they probably start earlier because they're able to catch the signs and right they, maybe and because their wands weren't probably, part of their war it's yeah. also yeah. probably not as like repressive mm-hmm. as well so they probably don't have as many like, yeah because like, British rules. culture just in general that's what I'm saying <laughs> I wonder if they probably have less experience in like their culture than they do well, yeah. you know, I say African but like Ugandan or yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout wherever like because it seems like, like they, they stay too, yeah. it seems like they stay hidden but it doesn't seem like the same like, if you're going to learn how to use magic without, like, having something to channel it, it seems like people would have to kind of just, either be, they would just have to be more open to it, I feel like. Like, even if it's, like, still a secret, it would seem like people would at least kind of know-ish about it. Okay, we need to, we need to move on. Um, so, uh, on top of so coming on one man, man, clearly, I didn't even know I had that many thoughts about it. Right. <laughs> okay, so they, after getting all of their supplies, they go to Weasley's Wizard Weezes um, to see Fred and George and see what they've been up to. They're pretty much living large. They're swimming in galleons. They have, like, their joke shop. They have products that they're making for ministry, safety, and, like, um, because apparently people in the ministry don't know how to do shield charms. And so they're, they're selling pets, love potions, like lots of things. Um, and then Harry sees Draco sneaking off to Nocturne Alley and decides to follow him. And we see that Draco is trying to like save something or like reserve something at Borgen and Burke's and then is trying to fix something. Yeah, that's kind of where we left off. Harry is like, what are they talking about? Like, what's going on? And Hermione thought she was cute by like, oh, I just like, is this your turn? Now, is this what I'm Right. Oh, like, okay, so like, I just want to like, it's like for my, my boyfriend. Like, he's, and like, like, he looks like he's my friend, right? Like, okay, no. yeah. So he's my friend. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, she, she's not. I just think she would be a better. I assume she would be a better liar, but no. She's thinking our feet. Yeah, she's thinking our feet. She's like, I'll just try it. But even but but like Umbridge, she she was good on her feet, but like it's because she came with facts. She was armed with facts. This time she she didn't know what she was doing. She had nothing to help her. She was like looking for facts. She's just like, oh, I don't have any to start with. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was. It was rough, but it's fine. Maybe she'll she'll practice. She's no one's actress. Yeah. Um, okay, so chapter seven, The Slug Club. Um, so Harry spent a lot of the last week of holidays pondering the meaning of Malfoy's behavior in Nocturne Alley. Why? Instead of just, instead of just like... <laughs> Live your best Weasley your life. life. You're on vacation, homeboy. Like, <laughs> chill. It also has nothing to do with you. And at some point, you'll find out. 
So like, just wait for it'll it to happen. come. Yeah. Like it'll just it'll. Like, <laughs> um. So, but neither Ron nor Hermione seemed quite as curious about Malfoy's activities as he was, um, or at least they seemed to get bored of, of discussing it after a few days because they have lives and they want to live them. You no, know, like we've had this conversation. Yes, I've already agreed it was fishy here. She said a little impatiently. She was sitting on the windowsill in Fred and George's room with her feet up on one of the cardboard boxes and only begrudgingly looked up from her copy of Advanced Room Translation. But haven't we agreed that there could be a lot of explanations? She like, would rather we read. have to talked about this. I am reading. She would rather read about advanced <laughs> rune translations than talk about Draco Malfoy and whatever the heck he could be doing. I mean, no one cares. That is in her side. Like she, that is her mind. But yeah. also, like it's ancient rune. But it's just it just seems dry. Like it, <laughs> like it could be interesting, but it seems like one of those things that's only interesting once you understand it. You but know what I mean? Like once you're probably, like, like it depends on how far along in the book she is. So she's just like this is like chapter one and she's kind of just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Acquainting myself with it. Right. Ideas. Like not even fully like, into it. Like right. let me read <laughs> I just started this. I don't have time. We had this conversation before I started this book. I am 30 pages in now. We're still having this conversation. Come on. Boy, I no longer want to do this. Um, Delia says that this book is why there's so much dreary fanfic. Yes. Which I guess. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, 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 I am cool I mean, with dreary more than I am with Germany. But I don't, I'm just not here for any of it. Yeah. That, that as well. Like, stop. Stop. Yeah. Draco needs to just need to go. Uh, Harry just keeps on bringing it up. He's like, what about when he said, don't forget to keep that one safe? It looks like Borden's got another one of the broken objects, and Malfoy wants bro- both. But and also, like, wrong. And, and Harry's like, I, like, are Ron and Ryan are like, really? That's okay. Cool. And... Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Um, Harry's like, don't you think Malfoy would like revenge? He's up to something, and I think we should take it seriously. Um, and so he's like, his father's a Death Eater, and and then he has an epiphany, and he's like, <laughs> he's a Death Eater. He's replacing his father as a Death Eater. It sucks because he's not he's not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong at all. But he's a little bit wrong. Well, he's so like, what I thought was interesting, like when I was reading it this time, is it's kind of it's a uh, diversion. I was like. That's what's the word. word. <laughs> it's diverting from like the usual kind of like it's like it's always been a joke in like about Harry Potter plots and how like um it's I thought it was this. Yeah. And it was really this. And I thought it was so it was like I thought it was Snape and it was really Quirrell. Yeah. And it's I thought it was Yeah, I thought it was Draco, Harry. but it was Jenny. I thought it was Sirius Black, but it was Peter Pettigrew and like I don't know who I thought it was in <laughs> but it ended up being my uh professor. Like I don't you know what I mean? But like every time it's some kind of diversion and even like Order of the Phoenix I think it was more like we're just so focused on Umbridge but like Voldemort is here but right. it wasn't so but much but also like it was a, like it's a weapon when it's not a when weapon when it's not a weapon it's right a it's a prophecy. prophecy and this time he's like Malfoy's a Death Eater and he's really a Death Eater like yeah. it's true yeah. just no one believes him this time yeah it's a Cassandra problem <laughs> right um, but also he just needs he also just needs to learn how to like not be as obsessed this yeah. is when Harry like so clearly reminds me of the Fred that is um, in a pup named Scooby Doo. Oh, because like mm-hmm. he and it's the guy that is is his enemy or nemesis is literally named Red Herring, and he's also <laughs> he's always like it's the Red Herring. Oh the my god! And they're like George, serious. I mean Fred, seriously, seriously. Oh like you can't you can't do this, George. Fred. Right. 
I do appreciate that she did that because it's like a fun little meta thing to pay attention to of like five books in a row and there there's a there's a formula to the books that like she slowly breaks and this is one of the ways in which she breaks it but it's just like a cool like meta like analytical thing to like paying attention to especially when you're like a younger person like sort of using Harry Potter and like paying attention to it in more academic sense of like all right she established a pattern and so like you fall into the pattern for this mm-hmm. book and you're like well obviously Harry is wrong like when you're reading it like we know now that Harry is right but when you're watching reading it the first time you're like there's no way that they would let a 17 year old right. or like a 16 year old be a be death definitely. eater Harry's obviously wrong he's been wrong this whole time mm-hmm. and so it's just interesting and like kind of cool that it's just like no well, she was just like I got y'all now but then also <laughs> making us like me want Harry like no matter no matter how many times I read this book I want Harry to drop it right because yeah. it's also like what mm-hmm. are you going to do right. yeah because no even when he knows even and even when, when he's right he doesn't actually do anything to stop Malfoy like he doesn't actually like yeah. nothing changes yeah. it all happens the same way so it just seems like if it's gonna happen that way you might as well just like live your life play Quidditch like kiss a girl <laughs> like just do that not Geneva <laughs> I mean, kiss her, but then don't marry her. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> you can kiss her, but... Uh, so, th- both Hermione and Ron are like, dude, no, there's no way let a 16-year-old be a Death Eater. Um, and Harry's like, in Madame Malkin's, she didn't touch him, but he yelled and jerked his arm away. He's been branded with a dark mark. And then Ron, like, doesn't sound convinced, but he's like, well, as though he could, like, maybe be convinced, <laughs> but, like, doesn't really... But it's like the way that Ron often responds to Harry. Like Hermione's usually like, "Harry, this doesn't make any sense." And Ron's like, "Well, I mean, it probably doesn't, but like, I, I mean, I don't know." Like, <laughs> why Ron is a secondary Hufflepuff? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to make Harry mad. He wants to be on his side, but he's also like, "This just that's the annoying thing about." And that, I mean, <laughs> but, and he's trying to balance. He it's not just about like being yeah. nice to Harry. It's also about like trying to like be on Hermione's side like he doesn't like trying to toe the line right he's like always in the middle because he's just like well I like her and he's my best friend and like we've done this dance before and we're about (laughs) to do it it again to be to choose a side (laughs) right yeah um because either way one because they both blow up at him yes so (laughs) I feel like he's just like let me just I'm gonna stay right here but even then Ron like like Harry perceives as Ron Ron sounding thoroughly inconvinced right so it's just like so even with you telling them trying to tell the lie yeah Harry's still like you ain't you not no he's not he's not like Ron (laughs) definitely right now Ron definitely does not like believe but he's also like I'm not gonna tell you you sound ridiculous but Harry I'm just gonna look at you like he also appreciates that Ron's not aggressively against him because he does like get really sensitive when he feels very passionate about an issue and Hermione's like that's dumb and he's just like what do you mean so I don't understand like he just gets like really upset uh, upset about it so it's just like I think he does appreciate that even though he knows that Ron doesn't agree with him that he's not just like trying to immediately shut him down and like not listen to his ideas which is kind of what Hermione does a lot because she's just like well I'm right and technically, he she, is right she, this time. This one time, but she's usually right. And then her mind's voice just peters out. <laughs> but one thing, I wanted, one more thing, I want to bring up with the group dynamic is the fact that after all this time, Harry knows that he's going to present an idea to Hermione. He needs to have some kind of like proof or like some evidence yeah. to like right there. And he's like, "Well, 
did you did you peek that he yelped whenever his arm was touched? <laughs> and Wilkins, hey, 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 mm-hmm. he did come with evidence. He did yeah. come with, and facts. then he was saying like some uh, he showed Morgan something we couldn't see. It seriously scared him. So like he's like, we don't know what it is, but it could be that. And she's just like, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't Still, think so. Um, Probably not. But he knows that he has to go to like appeal to that sort of care. Right, he has to come correct mm-hmm. with yeah. something. Like, he can't he just say like. He's been brand. He's a death eater. <laughs> she's like, okay, sure. How so? Right. So he's ups- he gets mad because they don't um, believe him, and he thinks he's right. Um, he it's takes his he takes his laundry and and leaves. On the landing, he bumps into Jenny. I wouldn't go in the kitchen just now. She warned him. There's a lot of phlegm around. <sighs> I'll be careful not to slip <laughs> in it. Harry smiled, and I'm like, so on the one hand, the whole phlegm thing is still. Uh, a problem. Jenny is the one. <laughs> Every time oh my God. Jenny comes up, <coughs> oh my God. Portia. This is why she's Portia's shady. Portia's like, Portia. I'm congested right now. This is why she's shady, Portia. <laughs> Listen, I am team Harry Jenny. You're team Gruel. Team Gruel. Wow. I like porridge. Gruel. It's Gruel. Anyway. I like, I'm team porridge. Which uh, is now the wizard team name for that ship. <laughs> Team porridge, but like, yeah, I, I still, it's like, it's shady towards floor, but it is like a very real. It's supposed to be the, but it's also supposed to be them flirting, because Harry smiles at her when she says it. Yeah, but that's all we get. I oh, appreciate the little thing. Let me talk badly about another woman that everyone well, finds attractive in order for us to make a better connection in our relationship. Oh, we're gonna have the deepest relationship slash marriage ever. <laughs> I mean, it feels you know, it's just like something that they're it's their joke, it's their inside joke. She's been joking Flynn with every single one of the Weasleys. <laughs> And he's and that, well, she made up Flynn. She's but it's not her that, fault that she does, that she has an issue with Flynn. It's not her fault. It's, it's Molly's fault. fault. It's also her fault. <laughs> she's following her mother's footsteps. She's fifteen. She can. Why is she in her rebellious? I'm anti mom. You know, right now? I, no? that is a good question. I have no answer. She's for doing you. it by it's dating all the boys. It's because Percy's done it, and I think Noah can't no, take much more. Don't rebel like Percy. <laughs> It's like you don't gotta go that far, but not like the twins, <laughs> like, but like, maybe in like not. a like a anti moment, like you know, the twins are like looking <laughs> their own thing. Right, she's gonna keep, keep talking. That's fine. We can keep doing what we're doing. She's gonna be okay. Well, Delia says you're shady, but you're not wrong. <laughs> and that's true. That's true. Um, not what do we say? You're not right, but you're not wrong. Oh, <laughs> um, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they go downstairs, and Mrs. Weasley. So Flora. Um, is talking to Bill about her wedding plans and Mrs. Weasley. She's talking to Mrs. Um, Weasley because Bill's not there yet. Well, no, no, no. Bill's there. Wait, isn't he? no, no. Sitting at the kitchen table and full flow about her plans for the wedding to Bill, but she's the only one there to oh, see hear her. Is I Mrs. assumed. Weasley. I assumed Bill was there. He's not in a scene. I was yeah. Oh well, well, Bill's not there. She's talking about the wedding. <laughs> Should have just said. The wedding, but whatever, right. doesn't matter. Because right. um, I always who is she going to get ready besides? Bill? I always read it as Bill was like he's she's talking to Bill and Mrs. Weasley happens to be there. Mm-mm. 
Weird. Okay. Anyway, so she's and and Miss Weasley looks bad tempered, and she um saying Bill and I have decided on only two bridesmaids. Jenny and Gabrielle will look very sweet together. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of dressing them in pale gold. Pink, of course, would be horrible with Jenny's hair. So one, the fact that she that's wants Jenny wrong. in the yeah. wedding, yeah, that's is very nice of, nice of her. I can also I can try the first dress. Okay, cool. Because I always I'm just like let me just skip it because I am <laughs> not even going to attempt. Um. And Mrs. Weasley, ah, Harry, she said, uh, cutting across Flora's monologue. Good. I wanted to explain about the security arrangements for the journey to Hogwarts. So, like, one thing is, like, Flora isn't even talking about anything. Like, she's not being, there are moments where Flora is out of pocket and says some shit where you're like, girl, come on. Like, have some kind of tact. But this time she's literally just like, these are the things that I was thinking about. Like, these are my plans. That actually include y'all. That include you and have to do with you. And I want your input, which is why I'm telling you. But she'd be talking to Mrs. Weasley about that. Nothing. They have nothing in common. What else? So she's trying to make some kind of connection with her future mother-in-law and this lady. <laughs> For those yeah. who couldn't tell Portia's feelings about the about the Weasley women Portia from her does Jenny not conversations. Like the Weasleys. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> Portia now, likes Arthur, Bill, and Charlie. Maybe. The ones we George barely see, and George, and George. <laughs> That's it. The ones who really be up in there. We went like, to dinner no. the other day, and and I see I, I secretly recorded our conversation about Fred and George because it was like five minutes of us in a restaurant. I have like I shouting about shouting about Weasley. Fred and George and like why George well it's the better twin Portia says that George is the better twin and he's less cruel but it's sort of like they're usually equally in it I we had a five minute conversation debating every situation where Ford and George did something shady and it's just like it, it it got loud, um, and I'm just very surprised that the birthday party behind us, they were also loud, so I think that they just didn't, didn't realize that we were like, but when loud. the Weasleys... <laughs> right, like, they were loud, but they were, like, drinking and, like, it's a birthday party, but we were nerd loud. Right. I was just like, like if anyone else had been in that restaurant... Like, I'm around, sure the people at service were like, like, what four in the black people are they just talking like, okay, about? but when... When, when the tongue tongue said, <laughs> literally shouting about tongue tongue What talking? about the Weezes? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm pretty sure the servers in the restaurant were like, I don't understand. I mean, I had my ginormous Harry Potter tote bag with me, so I think they weren't looking at they that. They would have been, no. if they had used their context clues, they were not. They would not have been confused. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Um, so Harry says, Is Tonks going to be there? Um, and then Mrs. Weasley says she's stationed somewhere else. She has let herself go Zed taunts. Laura Muse examining her own stunning reflection in the back of a teaspoon. A big mistake if you ask. Yes, thank you, said Mrs. Weasley tartly. So, like, again, Flora sometimes says things no one asked her. <laughs> you don't have to say that. But she's also overheard Mrs. Weasley and Jenny being, like, snarky about other women within the world. So why can't she also be snarky about other women in the world? Accurate. She just didn't understand the, con- the relationship between Mrs. Weasley and Thomas. Yeah. That's and I mean, and also, like, again, one of the problems about, like, this, like, even just, it, it's not so much the problem of Molly and Ginny having issues with Flora and Hermione. Um, it's also the problem of, like, the narration not 
thinking that's a problem mm-hmm. because it's even like the depiction where she's examining her own stunning reflection in the back of a teaspoon so it just makes her seem vain which then makes them seem in the right for having an issue and really she's like I'm cute okay cool that's <laughs> like, fine right. right she's allowed to also, like enjoy how she yeah. looks as long as also, she's not she like, just, like she just she had a spoon she must have just ate she could have been like don't drink my teeth right like, <laughs> and because she's part Vila it's all glowy and shit and it looks like she's smizing but really she's got some spinach like right there <laughs> yeah I yeah I don't know but it, it's like it's that and like the house elves too it's just like they if it's something that JK Rowling herself doesn't take seriously then it doesn't come like you can't it's just like oh they're like this and it's fine that they're like this yeah cause the narrator is like Unreliable. Like, yeah, but it's like, um, it's still omniscient, and so it should be more reliable than if it were Harry's, like, first person. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's omniscient, but like, from Harry's point of view, and so that gets fuzzy when it's but this kind of top, top, topic because there's, there's just no real reason for Harry to have an opinion really one way or the other with regard to Floor being vain when, like, yeah, she's part Gula. She looks great. Right. right. And, like, it's weirdly less, like, he's not into her, and, like, he's been around her, so I guess he's, like, I would say maybe used to the Vila part, and so, like, him talking about, like, the narration being, like, in her stunning reflection, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, an extra word where it's just, like, was that extra word necessary for the narrator? But she actually is stunning. Like, she's part Vila, so she can stun. It is stunning. Literally But I think, too, the way, like, adding stunning into that makes it seem like, well, she's already cute, so, like, why does she have yeah, to look in the like, thing? Yeah. Uh, Delia says that maybe we should be happy that the representation of black people is lacking in these books. <laughs> because had she tried to put any more thought into the representation, it would have been trash. Yeah. Can't even get femme women right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, there are, there are many things, there are many times in many different fictions where I'm just like, did I want you to have access to more black people? No. <laughs> the answer is often no. no. Hopefully she wouldn't like be like, because when she's describing Lee Jordan Dreads and she pull like a Giuliani or whatever her name is and it's like, oh, he smells like patchouli in <laughs> Like a faint burnt <laughs> smell. <laughs> wafts through the common room as he walks by. Right. Oh yes. my gosh. It is. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sure I, it, we, and we don't know what her original descriptions were. There's also editors involved. We may have them to think, but I would like to think that Joe's not that out of pocket. But yes, oh it god. is like, yeah, I don't know if we really did want her to have more access because it would be not correct (laughs) um so so then their departure (coughs) morning was smoother than usual jenny has a new purple pygmy puff arnold because she has weasley privilege and they like their sister as opposed to well i mean not even that at hogwarts not at not in uh not oh yeah yeah, but also like who's gonna check her cage who's gonna check her her so yeah so the hogwarts they're like unless you're weasley like cat rat or toad or cat oh but yeah no cat toad or owl yeah, unless you're a Weasley, in which case, do whatever the fuck you want. And do dogs get no love? Like, dogs. I want to bring my dog with me. No. no. But I want a dog. But you're not a Weasley. And it might be a notorious mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all are prepared for that anyway. It's like, I'm not. And I'm like, Charlie, I'm like, Charlie, can we smuggle in 
Chocolate probably snuggled in a bunch of freaking animals. Yeah. Me and Hagrid probably had a whole thing going on in Like, Charlie and Hagrid had to have been best friends. And that's why Hagrid wanted a dragon, because he's just like, well, my, my little buddy Charlie is over in Romania there. taming dragons. If I have any questions or concerns, hey, Charlie, what up? I'll just email. I'll just email. I'll, I'll just out Charlie. <laughs> That's where the dragon went to, to anyway, end anyway. Charlie, <laughs> way. It's um, like, dang, I couldn't have this this dragon. Here you go, Charlie. Yeah. You, you told me right. Because <laughs> you know Charlie was like, Hagrid. That you was shouldn't. a bad idea. Why did you, you do shouldn't. that? I know you're asking me these questions because you have a dragon. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I got to hear it from my 11-year-old brother who you have, like, taking care of. Babysitting. Dragon sitting. An 11-year-old. An 11-year-old. Sir. <laughs> um, so, Flora kisses Harry goodbye. Ron hurries forward looking hopeful, but then Jenny sticks out her foot and Ron fell. Um, which is classic sibling. And I just, I appreciate it. <laughs> like oh you're a little eager let me just hmm, look at you that's interesting i'm gonna be over here you yeah. all right cool yeah of course you had different thoughts but we'll move on you didn't like you I mean, didn't like jenny tripping ron I mean, we can just keep it's going. classic sibling it's, classic it's just sibling, and it's good like because i think it's plastic. less i think yeah and i think it's less because it's flora and more because ron is free he's, he's so desperate he's, he's yes, so thirsty it's just like thirsty. dude can you not like, like you you're about to embarrass yourself I was like, I'm she your sister. and she I'm was there when sister. he screamed at her about can you will you go to the yule ball with me and so she's like dude i need right. you she also sent a freaking what is that a singing gram a whatever gram yeah, yeah. so she was 11 years old so ron was 14 and now he's 16 and there's there's a difference i mean yes he's thirsty he deserved it i'm just saying and homegirl was like passed out half that year she was just like i'm awake oh this seems like a good idea she was, one point, she was point of joy in and my it happened and she was embarrassed while i'm killing like, chickens pickle, in my sleep frog though girl like, eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toe <laughs> girl it's so cute girl. i don't think she got to write it did she get to write it she wrote that did no, she no she wrote that or was it the i think they maybe provided no, the name no, and they no. rhymed it she for her wrote that. i assumed it was locker. i read that she wrote that i don't remember where I oh it. see i always assumed it was locker i assumed that like you put your thing in and then he writes the little thing for you and she gives wrote. it to the little thing or like the company wrote it or something or like yeah. i read she wrote <laughs> I believe you. I just didn't. I just didn't. I'm just like I initially think I thought the same thing, and then I read somewhere that she wrote it, and I was like, "Well, she was 11. She was dabbling in poetry." Toad. Yeah. Your love is like. She's a t- how? No, your eyes are as your green. lovers' no, eyes are like but the like toad. the color of their wizards. Wizards' toes no, maybe a good. No, you know what I mean? No, like that's a good hey, if you know if you know him, he's from a muggle world. In which world? But a toad. But he's in the magic world. Portia does though. not like I'm not <laughs> Jimmy. Literally can't breathe, and Portia's like, "Did you see how she breathed? She breathed the wrong I'm way." Not that hard for Jimmy, but for Molly, yes, you are. Molly, I am. That's so funny. Jimmy not. <laughs> I mean, honestly, as a poetry writer, I don't have any toad. <laughs> but you're not a magical one from Britain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, there was no Hagrid waiting for the Met King's Cross Station, because he has an actual job. Um, <laughs> and said there were two grim-faced bearded R's in dark muggle suits moving forward the moment the car stopped and flanking the party, marching them into the station without speaking. Here comes <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Defenders. 
So they go through the barrier. The R tries to lead Harry through, and um, Harry's like, I can walk, thanks. And so they all get Sassy Harry. They all get there. Harry, uh, Hermione and Ron have to go to the prefect's carriage first. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Mrs. Weasley Foley. is like, y'all need everyone to else have forgotten that Ron was a prefect. The prefect's 1996 now? Just, just replace You already know. Y'all know that he ain't supposed to be in that car. No one is supposed to it's be in It's real there. easy. Just over the summer, Ayo, so... Hey, Ron, uh, sorry, that was a mistake. We gave, you, we gave you a chance. We tried to see if you would build up the leadership You're on probation. But you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. So we're going to give it to someone who actually seems like they could take this opportunity to do something with it. Seems like a better idea. You're welcome, because we know you told me you should get to Perry this year. So. Anyway. So it's fine. Um, and so, yeah, so Mrs. Weasley's like, you better get on the train. You only have a few minutes. And then, of course, after she says that, Harry's like, can I talk to you, Mr. Weasley? Making up his mind in the spur of the moment. Because just him thinking on his feet, him being reckless, is just Perfect. never a good idea. So he goes to Mr. Weasley um, because he worked at the ministry and was therefore at the best position to make further investigations and because he thought there was not too much of a risk of Mr. Weasley exploding with anger. Mr. Weasley says, am I about to discover where you, Ron, and Hermione disappeared to while you were supposed to be in the back room of Fred and George's shop? Um, And Harry's like, how did you? And he says, Harry, please. (laughs) You're talking to the man who raised Fred and George. He's like, you think I don't know. (laughs) You thought, but I know. So then Harry's like, we followed Draco Malfoy because I thought Malfoy was up to something. And he disregards Mr. Weasley's look of mingled exasperation and amusement. Because he's just like, these damn kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, like Harry specifically, like, boy, you have an invisibility cloak and you use it to follow Malfoy? Like, okay. It's for safety, this is, this not is, for detective But work. even, like, of all the things you could do with an invisibility cloak, you just get up into, like, whatever nonsense you want to get into. Keep on. Because Fred and George wouldn't have done that. Fred and George would have been on some other stuff. They would have been like, wow, look, Jacob going to Nocturne Alley. Let's go over here and buy some snacks. My invisibly clothes float this out and go uh, mess with so some people. sneak into Green Guards. Right. Like, something like, like, right. like, who cares I about Draco? I would sneak a couple of galleons from under these goblins' nose. So right. Let's we'll just try. Let's just, just do it. Even if we can't, it's fine. It's oh. an experience. <laughs> we can tell stories about it in our future. Let's try our new Weasley Wees, blah, 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 Right. So Harry says he went into Bergen and Burks. And says, and then tells him that he thinks that uh, Malfoy is a Death Eater now. And Harry's, uh, Mr. Weasley says, Harry, I doubt whether you know who will, would allow a 16-year-old. Does anyone really know what you know who would or wouldn't do, said Harry angrily. Mr. Weasley, I'm sorry, but isn't it worth investigating? If Malfoy wants something fixing and he needs to threaten Borgen to get it done, it's probably something dark or dangerous, isn't it? Mr. Weasley's uh, saying, like, he doubts it. They raided uh, the Malfoy uh, house after Lucius was arrested. And Harry's like, I think you're missing something. And Mr. Weasley says, well, maybe. And, and kind of in the same way that Ron earlier was like, <laughs> yes. well, same. Uh, then it's time to get on the train. It's about to leave. So Harry hops on. Mrs. Weasley says that he'll be going, coming to them for Christmas. So that's cool. Like, for the first time, he'll, he knows where he's going. Unlike last year, where he thought that he was going to have to be at Hogwarts by himself while while Ron went back home. But, like, at that point... And then Ron never said anything. And I think also, I don't think that he ever... Because at that point, you should just realize... But I don't think he'd ever stayed with them at Christmas before, like, thinking back on it. Like, he had, like, ended up at their house second year, and then that that, uh, winter, I think they stayed at Hogwarts. Yeah. Third year... Stayed at Hogwarts. I don't remember why. Fourth year, they, Fourth year they stayed because of the Yo Ball. Yeah. So I guess fifth year he just assumed that he would have to stay. 
But also, I just feel like he should have just... He should have just, like, realized, like, if the Weasleys are doing something, you're also doing that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Duh. He finds Jenny, like, further down the corridor, um, chatting with some friends. We don't know who these friends are. Oh. We don't learn about them at all. They're four she years, just has so they're uh, fifth years, so Harry doesn't care. Who they doesn't are. Care. It's like a couple, there's also <laughs> another thing in a couple pages where, like, like when we meet Blaze and Harry's like, "Oh, a sixth year Slytherin, like a, a Slytherin in my year." So we've had class together. But you don't know his name, but yeah. Blaze must have never like ever really said anything. But like, no, so you know, you know that you he does. But you in but, class with roll call with like, but you would have at least heard someone right. refer to him as like, like he's in your and class they had with Draco Malfoy. Like, yes, right, you like, had so year. many. Like you literally always paired up with Slytherin. You should know all the Slytherins names in your year because there aren't that many of them. But he's he's also Harry Potter. He's very selfish. And if, unless you're like coming in his face and like F you Harry Potter, and it's like, <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. Who you and are. if you are nice, then you'd be like, what the what? <laughs> Where did you blow his from? mind? He would not be alive. No, I'm going to Yeah, so some so he doesn't know who they are. Um, people stared shamelessly as he approached, which they're just gonna need to get used to him at this point. Like I get if you're like a first year and you're this is your first year and you're like, that's Harry Potter and you just learned about some stuff. But if you've been going to school with this dude for five years already, you know he ain't all that. You know he ain't all that also like <laughs> every year they're they're gawking at him for a different reason. Either it's because they believe him and they think he they're like, Wow, it's Harry Potter or they're like, Ugh, it's Harry Potter, that liar, that like <laughs> dude who lost all those points or like what like they're always there's always a reason to stare at him and I just feel like at some point he's gotta get boring. I mean the first years though. That's what I mean, other than the first years. Yeah. They just got there, and that makes sense. And the but second like, years might be still a bit enchanted. They're like, they haven't been disillusioned all the way. Maybe, but they, last year, were just like, uh, he's not, like, he, you know, they were like, oh, he's crazy. So, I don't know. It just seems weird. Maybe for, maybe second years. I'll give second years. Other than that, you've been to school with Harry Potter for a long time, and you know he does some weird shit, and just let him do the shit over there. <laughs> like, you ain't gotta stare at him. So Harry asks Jenny if, uh, if she wants to find a compartment with him. She says that she can't because she said she'd meet Dean. Jenny mm. <laughs> can't breathe. Ooh. Dean. Okay. That's her boyfriend. Dean can do better. <laughs> he likes the fiery sporty see, girl. If Dean were prefix, he would never have had time for Jenny Lee. <laughs> I, I don't she, she, can say, she, can say, she can say Seamus Seamus whatever that's fine but <laughs> Dean she's hot she's like a hot ginger at the school mm. and she's like probably good in her year and she's sporty and athletic Dean should be pretty <laughs> I have no um he'd been hanging out nothing with the Ravenclaw prefix no Padma's one <laughs> it'd have been on Mm. Never would have been Jenny. Okay. Yeah. I could see them. But I think I started shipping Dean and Hermione because of something Delia said. But I have to think more. I have to think more on that ship. Like I, I think it was that one time and I was like, I yes. And then didn't I'm think just about like it following up with on Dean's comment of like fighting both um, poverty and Putma as like the most pretty, like the prettiest. Oh, yeah. In he did say that. And so I feel like like over time, if they would have had time together, that would have been. And she's over in the class, she would have to be together. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. He already had his mind right because he was like, I ain't going to know Duel. 
Also, uh, Dean's probably a secondary Ravenclaw because he's like artsy and like yeah, into so. like art and stuff. He's creative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Harry felt a strange twinge of annoyance as she walked away, her long hair dancing behind her. <laughs> he had become so used to her presence over the summer that he had almost forgotten that Ginny did not hang around <laughs> with him, Ron, and Hermione while at school. Um, so. <laughs> So they're trying. She's trying to mislead us, is what she's trying to do. She's trying to give us a reason for why Harry would be upset, as opposed to just being like. But I think he as opposed to, I get that he doesn't know notice or he doesn't realize that he has a crush on Ginny. We should know at this point, though, right? Yeah. Because this is this him smiling at her a couple of ch- pages ago, and him being annoyed that she's not sitting with her. We're on chapter seven, and yeah. they've been together for at least four chapters. Yeah. And this is the first time we get any indication that because they may he, or may not. This is his first, like, realization that he's just like, oh, wait, I like her presence. No. <laughs> I don't think that he thinks that. He's like, oh, I, he's, oh, I'm just used to her hanging out with this. Yeah, because he's, like, he's a boy. But, but I also think that it's fine that he doesn't know. Or maybe it is when he first finds out. But I literally did, had no idea mm-hmm. that there was anything going on until his little monster situation <laughs> but see that's the thing and then, she, and then I was like where the there? No. she does not not honey. a lot but not it's there where? No. right here no yes no, no. also I that's not it, enough like it's not even like it's not enough because so no. those two things happen and then I feel like we get another moment in uh, when they're when he's smelling the amartentia yeah. or whatever but it's not a smell like he it's a he smell doesn't place it. he doesn't know where to place it but also we don't ever smell it until he mentions it right. then so fair. it's not enough for us it could be fair. anything at the brow that fair it could be like the grass it could be right. the gnome like, like who knows I, I honestly said to the burrow but I'm just saying it's, yes. there are like I so many things at the burrow yes. actually in this scene it could have been like he whiffs her hair and that would have been and you'd have been like, a okay. small thing that they could have done where it's just like he smelled her flower the, the flowery scents coming off of her hair. Long red hair and then later whips it in especially face. since it's dancing here, and then later when he smells Amortentia and it's just like a flowery scent he smelled at the burrow. And he and then without directing like it to Ginny, it could just be like a flowery scent, but if we had gotten a flowery scent here when she literally points out her, her hair. Right. It I think there's another part out. after the um, Amortentia where she comes up and he gets a whiff of it. But it's still to me at the time wasn't mm-hmm. enough for me to be like, oh, he likes Ginny. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough because it could it could also be you know like you go in people's houses and they and it just like smells like a thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like Everyone has their own individual scent, but, like, the house smells like the people who live there collectively. So yeah. it could just be that. It right. could be, like, because yeah. he's with Ron, he doesn't notice it on him as much. I, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought initially when I read it. I thought that him smelling that smell was just him recognizing the fact that he loved the weekly family. It wasn't really, like, um, like, he, I parried, like, he's, he's going through so much this year. He's been going through so much this past year's. And he like we just saw last week he wasn't he wasn't really like in love with Charles. So it's not like he mm-hmm. actually has time to like actually delve into his face because he doesn't really talk about his feelings because yeah. he's a he needs to put himself together. He's a therapist. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like so I always associate it with like, okay, he doesn't have like a love in his life, but he does know that there's just one place that he goes and he's always happy, he's always home and that's where his love lies and that's what the reason is. And so that's what I that's what I got whenever that came up. Nothing to do with Jenny. 
and my thing is too that like okay he got used to her being around because of the holidays but like he had just went to the battle they just did the battle of Hogwarts together she was around them last year son and he like the this chapter is telling us it was like having her around this summer holidays what like really made it feel like a thing it's mm-hmm. like you could have brought up that connection before like you could have brought up like oh like when he started the summer out he missed Ron and Hermione but he started to feel like maybe there was another presence <laughs> that was missing but he's still better and everything was but then you would have just read that as, oh, it's all right, because he's with the borough with all the Weasleys. You would have been like, like, it wasn't Ginny, it was all of them. No, she I just should have done better. She should have done I agree better. she should have done better, but I'm still team what she present brought. I think once they're maybe together, mm-hmm. maybe. I think once I got past him, like, I think the abruptness of him all of a sudden being like, I want to rip Dean limb from limb. Like, <laughs> that being like hold up fam that got real aggressive like really quickly once I got past that I accepted that he liked Jenny and then I was like okay whatever but like it was really the lead up is is I was like I don't I did not see this coming also I don't have a problem with him dating Jenny I just think honestly I don't think they should have gotten married like I honestly don't see how either of them could battle with each other and I really think that that was like we just don't get enough of Jenny to to know and I also think that like they get together and they're together for like two months and then he breaks up with her. Except yeah. he doesn't really break up with her, but he kind of does. But he dates her and then during he stalks her through the Marauders Pack for like but then a bit. He dates her during their seventh year, just like James and Lily. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to do a bonus episode about like romance from Harry Potter. Like I feel like we maybe said this last episode, yeah. but just talking about how mm-hmm. weird. Also, never mind. We'll get. I'll talk about that later. Um. So. He blinks and looks around. He was surrounded by mesmerized girls. Hi, Harry, uh, said a familiar voice, and it was Neville and Luna. Um, And so they kind of, like, they go off. The three of them set off to find seats. Oh, um, and Neville's like, they're even staring at us because we're with you. They're staring at you because you were at the ministry, too, said Harry. Our little adventure there was all over the Daily Prophet. You must have seen it. I think Neville was right, but that's just because people are trash. You know, like not necessarily because they, like they just don't. Because even when we see like in a little bit later with Slughorn, like he's like, "Oh, you were with them? That's cute." But and then like special feature already. Slughorn is know. yeah, that's true. But I do think it's mostly Harry. Like a second year is might be a chance of finding them. Potentially, yeah. Um. Okay, so then Neville says that um, he thought his grandmother would be angry about all the publicity, but she was really pleased. Says, I'm starting I'm starting to live up to my dad at long last. She bought me a new wand. So, Augusta <laughs> is just, like... This I, one of the saddest lines of Harry Potter comes up. Yes. Yeah. She just... She... She had one know. boy. She... And he was great. And he got off... Went off and got married. And he was like, all right, she'll do. And then his life and brain was ripped away from him and from her. And she just is mourning that. Which I think is valid, right? Right, like, that's a terrible feeling, but it sucks that, like, Neville is the... the, the, Has to, like, deal deal with with it in that way. It's like, she's she's wrong, but she's also not wrong, and, like, her feeling, it's just, like, how she's expressing it is so wrong for the person who is left in her life that, like, 
you know, that is like, I didn't have anything to do with it. Sorry, I'm a different person. But she's like, I can't also help the it. the product of the son that she loved. So it's like, she should be better about should, it. Yeah. At yeah. the very least, just like, you know that this boy is not this boy. You talk about him all the time. So figure out how to appeal to this boy in the way that he needs to appeal to you and not try to whip him into shape with whatever you're going to do. Not really working. Right, right. And also, this is going to sound really terrible, like, his dad got got. Like, you try to make him like his dad, but he got got. So, yeah, like, it's like, that's a not good, that not good end. It? Yeah. It just it's doesn't like, seem like the right Very good. Adore of her, though. Yeah. Yeah. If there were more long bottoms, I'm sure it would also be a thing. Mm-hmm. There's just not as many long bottoms as there are these So, Neville's new wand is cherry and unicorn hair. Um, and he thinks it's the last or one of the last that Ollivander ever sold because he vanished the next day. Um, and then Trevor jumps out, jumps out of his hands because, um, Trevor is over it. Trevor does not want to. He was never here for it. Never. Let's never. Let's be true. Never. Never here. Yeah. Luna asks if they're still going to do DA meetings this year. And Harry's like, no point now that we got rid of Umbridge. Um, Neville, (laughs) (laughs) Neville looks upset and he says, I liked the DA. I learned loads with you. I enjoyed the meetings too," said Luna. "It was it's like, like having, having friends. friends. <laughs> but you do have friends. Luna, Luna. Is, these are your friends. Luna's a sweet. And I love that she like she says it as such a like. It's so casual. Yeah, like she doesn't mean it as like a I'm sad like because yeah. I don't, she's just like it was nice. It, it was a new it experience was like having it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, wow, it's a new experience having friends. This was nice. This was just like that. This is what this is. Yeah. I also felt like like part of it um, is also that, and I think it gets mentioned at the end of the book um, when Hermione and Ron use the coins again to call them to like like fight against the yeah. Eaters and only Neville and Luna respond, mm-hmm. and it's because they're the only ones who are checking it because yeah. they're the only ones who like would which is sense. why which is really sad. And but also way, like in the way that you're like oh. And, like, even the chat is still talking about how, um, like, everyone sort of pairs up with the person they were, like, paired up with. Like, they end up marrying them, and it's sort of, like, it kind of doesn't make sense. But I'm still, like, the one person, like, the one pairing that J.K. Rowling didn't do that with is is Neville and Luna. And it would have made so much sense because they just had each other all this time. And it's, like, even here, they're, like, yeah, we've both been, like, missing this thing and, like probably hanging out talking about how we missed this thing Mm -hmm. and like i think that the idea of like okay maybe they could date but then don't and eventually don't end up together it's like but jk rowling didn't even have them date and i'm just like but you could have and then just broken them up for whatever reason like it just didn't work out who is that i'm a hufflepuff and i'm like who is that whose mans is this but and but that's the thing is that i do like the idea that like they're grown-ups and they like run into schoolmates and it's like we weren't close in school but now like through other circumstances yeah. we become closer and like become friends or more or whatever but um i'm just the one it's probably the one thing about canon where i'm just like besides like all the like race stuff that could have been better but like it's the one like surface level thing where i'm just like dang that was a really missed opportunity mm-hmm. because she it was the one time she'd written it 
<laughs> pairing that made sense together you as know, is without like without like them bickering like Ron and Hermione or the fans having to like fill in the blanks around Harry and Ginny like it's just like it's the one where you had to do the least work as a reader and it's not that we shouldn't like have to actually vote a good romance <laughs> a good pairing of people and who then, are both then, lonely and then, and like then she, think about it at all like she she's just a, so like bad at romance like, thought of personality and traits all the ways. that played off well to be paired well with each other and like been a great relationship mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why the movies were like we're just gonna go ahead and push <laughs> 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 Stop it. It's the one thing the movies were like, (laughs) where I was like, good job. Yeah, I was like, because those actors also had chemistry together, like, in a good way. Also, side note, Matt Lewis got married apparently this weekend. Oh, that was wizard team news. To a blonde woman. Yes. Like Luna. Who kind of looks like Luna or like what Hannah Abbott might have looked like. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Okay, sir. Wait a minute. With your. With Wait your puberty glow up. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's like we call it long bottomy now. <laughs> oh, when you have a really great puberty glow up. Yep. Actually, yeah, accurate. Um, <laughs> okay, so then. Um, Wait, Dilly says only Joker write a good pairing on accident. <laughs> like, how? It's true. It is. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's true. Um, so. Before Harry could respond, there was a disturbance outside their compartment door. A group of fourth-year girls um, were whispering and giggling together on the other side of the glass. You ask him, no, you. I'll do it. Oh, and one of them, a bold-looking girl with large, dark eyes, a prominent chin, and long black hair, pushed her way through the door. Family's supposed to be Hi, Harry. Oh, Wait, is she? I uh, think so. I'm late, uh, but I kind of wanted to make this, because it sounds... Interesting. Uh-huh. Given what Neville turns into the next couple of books. Oh, uh-huh. So I looked up the wand lore on Harry Wands wood, and it is a very rare wand wood that creates a strange power, most highly prized by the wizarding students of the Makoto School in Japan, where those who carry cherry wands have special prestige. The Western one purchasers should dispel from their minds any notion that the pink blossom that a living tree makes for a frivolous or merely ornamental wand. For cherry wood, often makes a wand that possesses truly lethal power, whatever the core, but is teamed with dragon parchment. The wand ought never be teamed with a wizard without exceptional self control and strength of mind. Um, yeah, we need to do a whole lawnmower situation. Like, now. Um, okay, so the chat is still talking about shipping. If you would like to see those conversations, become a Patronus. It's very fun, guys. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so a girl with dark eyes and prominent chin and long black hair pushed her way through the door. Hi, Harry. I'm Ramilda. Ramilda Vane. Why don't you come join us in our compartment? You don't have to sit with them, she added in a stage whisper. She's like, girl. But also it's funny that this is the first year that, like, girls from any other year are like, hey, Harry, how's it going? Right. He's, like, had so many other adventures that, like, everyone's sort of known about. And it's like, there's been some other bold girl. But I also think that, like, <laughs> Harry or, or and Joe, in there, Joe doesn't yeah. introduce romance. Like, these the kids don't. Minute. No, not even last minute. These girls, like... No one has any crushes or thoughts about anyone until, until they turn 14. No, until they turn 14. <laughs> Once they turn 14, then they're like, ooh, look at all these 
Like, oh, he's cute. Oh, okay, let's go talk to Harry. Because she's literally a fourth year. Yeah. So last year, she, I mean, obviously she probably thought he was whatever because of uh, ministry, but like, she was 13, so she wasn't thinking about I that. I mean, like, Jamie had a crush on Harry, but she was 11. But, and, and it was like a little, little kitty. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was she like, she plays it off. As like a little kitty crush. And then um, fourth year is when she starts dating. Right, and, like, and then like, Fred and George are like both like into Angelina, and then one of them asks her, asks her to Fred asks her to mom. Fred doesn't even tell you about the crush and stuff, and it sounds like Lee had a crush on her too. So it's just like all of them. It's like, right. but nothing is talked about no. with that, right? Like, no, like they're like, having like these conversations, right. like okay, but you know I like to first, like, 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 but you know what it is? It's like it's like it's like Dumbledore talking about first year you came in and this happened and then you were 12 and I thought is that really better than 11 <laughs> <laughs> and then you were 13 and, and I didn't really have about an writing excuse about romance yeah she's like you were 13 like, I didn't really have an excuse but I still didn't want to do it and then 14 like alright like God, at this point it's too your late. hormones are showing up right so I might as well so apparently you also have to yeah it's it's a lot um <laughs> also they aged Romilda up in the movie um oh. to where she was in I can't remember if she was a Gryffindor. Isn't is she Gryffindor? Or yeah. she Ravenclaw? She's Gryffindor. Gryffindor. So she was... But I think... I can't... I feel so like they still made her... chocolate in his... Yeah, they still made her a Gryffindor in the movie. But they made her older and they made Harry, like, kind of seem into, like, the thing when she's like, he's like, but I am the chosen one. Which is really that. dumb, but I, I still... Like, it all out. It's really dumb, but I like it because Hermione smacks him in the face hella hard and is like, <laughs> boy, if you don't get Like, I only like it because of that. But, like, he... But, like, it changes the dynamic a little bit because it makes him, like, oh, he's, she's cute, so let yeah. me be silly. Or, like, <laughs> let me just make eyes at her. Instead of this one where he's very clearly, like, nah, fam. Like, yeah. Me alone. I think her attitude in this, like, as her being, like, uh, is it Rhonda from Hey Arnold? Where he's, like, she's, like, I only wear cool clothes. And I'm only, pro- like, I only, like, pro- <laughs> like, I'm the fashion plate of this year's school. And I'm telling you, like, I'm the cool girls. And she's going to with that. And it's like, but girl, like, okay. But like, also, I have friends. So who are you to come in here and just tell me what you think I should be doing? Right. right. And so I kind of like, I feel like, I don't know, for some whatever reason, I put these two characters together, and I feel like they're on the same character journey, like in Harry Arnold and in Harry Potter. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Harry goes, they're friends of mine. Oh, said the girl, looking very surprised. Oh, okay. Um, and then she leaves. People expect you to have cooler friends than us, said Luna. Which is funny because, like, y'all know he's been hanging out with the same two people for a while. <laughs> for his whole life. His so. whole life. But um, also, it's great that this is, and I think they, it might be mentioned here, but I think it was, no, I think it was actually very specifically in Order of the Phoenix where it was equally, like, at the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, he meets Luna and they run into Neville and they're in the tr- in the car and, like, I think Neville stinks at exploded yeah, or something yeah, yeah. and like and someone Luna comes like, in reading the thing upside, upside down, down and, and someone comes, comes in and Harry's like oh I'm so embarrassed mm-hmm. to be with these people and then at the end of the book he's like oh like after everything we've been through like I wouldn't trade this for anything but it's like the beginning of the year again and it's yeah. just like and now this time he's you like have, nah these, like, are, my these are my friends yeah how but about you, you don't? You weren't talking like that last year, though, Harry. Right, exactly. That's what growth is. You are. It's growth. That's what growth is. It is. It all, yeah, it's like he... He's yeah, learned, he from, just, he's he, learned he's that learned, one lesson, and he also, And also, at that point, like, he and Neville are cool, but he doesn't, like, hang out with him. They haven't been in a situation where then they would have to, like, defend each other. And Luke, yeah. you just met Luna, so it's like... I think, like, what he values is less about, like, them being cool and more, like, them being actual friends. But at that point, 
he couldn't go off of that. Yeah. So it's very much just like, because I think if it had happened fourth year and then fifth year, they, it would be as, the same as like the situation, but it's more just like, I don't really know y'all and y'all. Yeah. And it's not like he said so, anything bad. He just didn't it was really just like, like his internal yeah. thoughts. Yeah. But now he's just like more active and more expressive about like, yeah, I do stand up for these guys. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he's at a point where he's like, with show he was already at a point where you had like a crush on her. Yeah. Right now he's like, I I just right, he's like, you're a little fourth year, like, you have a right. <laughs> Like, Chosen, you're older. Exactly. And these are, like, lower classmen. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, yeah, you thought. <laughs> um, and then Harry says, you are cool. None of them was at the ministry. They didn't fight with me. That's a very nice thing to say, B. Luna. And then she puts she her spectrum. Yeah, like, as soon as she said, it was like having friends. And he's like, these are my friends. That's, like, the best thing you could say. Um, we didn't face him though," said Neville. "You did. You should hear my grand talk about you. That Harry Potter's got more backbone than the whole Ministry of Magic put together. She'd give anything for, to have you as a grandson. There's just so many sad in like a really like chill chat. Like it should just be nice, and then they just keep nope. saying really uncomfortable shit. And you're like, wow. Harry laughed uncomfortably. He changed the subject. <laughs> He's like, uh, I what am I supposed to do with can't that? Say but you always, everyone has those friends that like they just like they're unaware. Like they're really nice and they're just talking and like they're unaware of like how like uncomfortable you are. And then like they're being like first off being nice and taking compliments. Okay, and then they're like, mm. and my grandmother wishes that you were her friend. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah. she wished she were the grandson of the boy who lived, but she does not want that because it literally almost happened to you, girl, and you would have lost both your kid. Like, your kid, like, I know you don't want them in St. Mungo's, but they would be dead. And that's what Harry thinks about um, as they're talking about the OWLs. He says, had Voldemort chosen Neville, it would be Neville sitting opposite Harry, bearing the lightning-shaped scar and the weight of the prophecy, or would it? Would Neville's mother have died to save him as Lily had died for Harry? Surely she would. But what if she had been unable to stand between her son and Voldemort? Would there have been no chosen one at all? Um, an empty seat where Neville now sat in the scarless Harry who would, would have been kissed goodbye from his own mother. No, not the whole wizarding world would be dead. Yeah, <laughs> like none of y'all would be anywhere because <laughs> Voldemort would have been like, I am the supreme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. You all right, Harry? You look funny, uh, said Neville. Sorry, I... Waxburg got you, said Luna. Uh, and Harry's like, I... What? <laughs> oh, Raxbert, they're invisible. They float in through your ears and make your brain go fuzzy. I thought I felt one zooming around here. She starts flapping her ears. Which means that she like, felt her brain go fuzzy earlier. She did. She did. She's like, uh-oh. What, what, is you what have you been inviting on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then, you know, they're sitting in the thing, and then Ron and Hermione come... And says, wish the lunch trolley would hurry up, says Ron, obviously. I'm starving. Um, Then he says, hi, Neville. Hi, Luna. Guess what? He turns to Harry. Malfoy's not doing prefect duty. He's just sitting in his compartment with the other Slytherins. We saw him when when we passed. Harry sat up straight. the trolley lady after (sighs) him. Like, just, he's like, wait a second. Like, oh my gosh, he's not doing the one thing he's supposed to be doing. And now everything must change. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Harry says, what did he do when he saw you? The usual, said Ron, indifferently, indifferently demonstrating a rude hand gesture, which is probably the middle finger, and the thing that he did to Fred and George that made Mrs. Weasley say, I was going to jinx, I'm going to jinx your fingers together. I don't I also wonder if it's like wizard gang son or something. Right. <laughs> like, like, do you bite your thumb at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> not yet. We're talking about, do you bite your thumb at me? <laughs> I do bite my thumb. That's what was happening. Um, and Ron says, not like him though, is it? Well, that is. He did the hand gesture again, but why isn't he out there bullying first years? And Hermione says maybe he prefers the Inquisitorial squad. Maybe being prefect seems a bit tame after that. And then before Harry can get into his whole conspiracy theory situation, he has a new audience now. So right before he could do that, though, uh, a third year comes in and says, "I'm supposed to deliver this to Neville Longbottom and Harry Potter." Um, it's an invitation that reads, "Harry." I would be delighted if you would join me for a bite of lunch in compartment C. Sincerely, Professor H.E.F. Slughorn. I don't think we ever find out what the E.F. stands for. Mm-hmm. Earl Florence. <laughs> Floral sense. <laughs> Who's Professor Slughorn? Asked Neville. New teacher, said Harry. I suppose we'll have to go. But what does he want me for, Ooh. said Neville, who is nervous that because he's like, am I getting in detention? Did I do something? I'm not. I'm not sure Eunice what's going on. Eunice Flaccus, Eugene Flaccus, Horace Eugene Flaccus. Or is it like Flaccus? F L A C C U S. Sounds gross. But Eugene Flaccus or Flashes. It must mean something in um, like. Born sometime between 1882 and 1913. Good lord, is he old? Isn't that like 20 years? Yeah. I feel like we don't know. 30 years. Damn. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. Weird. Okay, so Harry's like, let's go into the Invisibility Cloak, then we might get a good look at Malfoy on the way. We? Why are you dragging Neville into this? It means exactly what it means, by the way. Like, what? Not I. Blackness. What does it mean? Exactly what you <laughs> Read the definition, Portia. Flaccid. <laughs> flabby, flappy-eared. Hanging down. <laughs> I mean, all right. Okay, well, I'm not going to say I didn't think that, so... <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, his appearance does plop <laughs> <laughs> like a walrus, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, like a walrus. That's it. Like a walrus. That's the only thing. Exactly like a walrus. No part of his name is appealing. Horace. Well, no. Eugene means well-born because he's wealthy. He I mean, slithering. but it's like Horace. His name Horace and Eugene. Flaccus. Slughorn. Like, is it Flaccus or Flaccus? Like, how do you pronounce it? It's Flaccus. Ew. I mean, neither of them are good options. Like, yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. there's no better one. Mm. Horace means timekeeper. I mean, he is old. (laughs) This is terrible. And then slug. Slug Slughorn. So, Flaccus and Horn is at the end. (laughs) It's the suffix. Well then, his name is but it's a slug horn. Twelve horn. Yeah, so it's blackest. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! A blackest slug horn. Yeah, yeah. 
Robin's in the chat now and she's like, What did I miss? And I'm like, Slughorn's full name is worse than you think. (laughs) But I also like when I say I'm awake the way she did, it's I I also picture um Moose Shoot not Moose Shoot. It is Moose Shoot. I'm alive. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Um, <laughs> so, it doesn't work because the corridors are packed with people on the lookout for the lunch trolley. Um, so, it was impossible to negotiate while wearing the cloak. And so, Harry put it in his bag, reflecting that it would have been nice to wear it just to avoid all the staring, which is a valid reason to use the, um, like, the invisibility. Yeah, yeah. To be like, you know, when you actually like, want to be invisible. Right. Like, cool, but not to just be in other people's business. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't last very long. No, of course not. Um, so then he sees Cho Chang, who darted into a compartment when she saw Harry coming. Um, and then when Harry passed the window, he saw her deep and determined conversation with her friend Marietta, who was wearing a thick layer of makeup that did not entirely obscure the odd formation of pimples still etched across her face. Dang. Smirking slightly, Harry pushed on. I mean, rude, but okay. It's a it's a I complicated get, like, I get situation. It. I get it. It is, but rude. Yeah. And Carmine should have had the black eye for a couple more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more. But, but you see, that doesn't want to go out like that. Is there's supposed to be a couple? Did you not say? I did. I didn't say that. She was like, "Who doesn't want to go out like that?" He's like, "Not me. I got you." I made it to Swift. I already knew you was gonna be in my room, so I left. I just I knew you like I knew you could help me. Sorry. I knew you were going to be curious about the stars if the twinkle in your eyes, girl. So I had- <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so it just happened to punch some, but so I just kept it. So just Here you go. That's yours. I knew you wow. would appreciate Keep it. You appreciate the charm and magic and skill it took to create this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving um, along. So they get to compartment C, and they see that they're not Slughorn's only invitees. Though, judging by the enthusiasm yeah. of Slughorn's welcome, Harry was the most warmly anticipated. Harry, my boy, said Slughorn. Because um, you he met you already. Yep. Good to see you. Good to see you. And you must be Mr. Longbottom. Neville nodded, looking scared at the gesture um, from Slughorn. They sat down opposite each other at the two in, um, in the only two empty seats, which were nearest the door. Harry glanced around at their fellow guests. He recognized a Slytherin from their ear. Again, should know his name, but it's fine. Um, a tall, At least the first, like, it's, but it's a different name, so it's like, why would you not remember this name? Like, well, I mean, I guess they are they all, all different. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's different. But who else has a Z in their name, though? Listen, he should just know his name because Professor Snape called on him in class. Well, well that, but, no, but also, they, class, the sorting, they were sorted together. They've been his name was mentioned had, at the sorting, yep. They had every class. class. But he was the last one, so maybe he was super Harry. absorbed. In but we know his name. Like the audience Who knows ever his name. Harry, where's my wand, Tom Potter, of ever being observant? That's true. That's Fair. You're right. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Slytherin is a tall black boy with high cheekbones and long slanting eyes, who, as we all know, is, is Bay. Bay's. There's not really a good way to do it. Bane sounds like Bane. Yeah, but Blaze Bane. I feel like all of the like black girls are probably like right. Like I know he's like I know he is Slytherin, but I I just you know what you been up to this year though. What was going on? You ain't you ain't 
mess with the Dark Lord, right? Like, okay, I heard you got real tall in the summer. I heard your I heard your mom lost another one of your stepfathers. This is number six. I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. How are you taking it? <laughs> you look like you're fine though. That's a nice suit. Is that is that something? You look like you're fine. No. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no. If you're feeling, if you're still, you know, feeling, you have any remaining, remaining feelings that maybe you need to talk about, or maybe I just like if you need help with your transfiguration homework. He's oh. like, girl, I'm an ace of transfiguration. Get out of my face. <laughs> so Robin said, "Bay's Zabine Bay," and then called us amateurs because I guess we didn't put them both together. But that's really hard. That's a really hard one. Okay. Um, so then there were also two seventh year boys Harry didn't know. One of them who was in his house. So I just do like Harry. How many people do you know at Hogwarts? You but also Joe, people. why not name them? <laughs> like Like you should at least be able to recognize like, oh I saw Blaze even if they never right. showed up before. You'd right. be like, oh Blaze Abini who's in Slytherin in his ear. Oh, Carmack McLagan who's like Literally lives right above him. But right. I feel like he's a big a hole with a big head, like ego. So you must and have bumped him in the door. Right? You must have bumped like, him once, like in the common room. Right. Like that's the jock at, and, in your and, great and, and like and in your house. Thing, like he was sitting in the armchair by the fireplace, and you and uh, Hermione and Ron sit there, and he was like, "Oh, this is my spot." Okay. Yeah, like he should know. Like, oh, that's a the guy. way that she wrote introduced them should have been like he Harry knows who they are. We just haven't talked to them, before. right? Or yeah. introduced them. Before. And then, looking as though she was not entirely sure how she got there, Jenny. <laughs> now, do you know everyone? Blaze Zabini is in your year, of course. Zabini didn't make any sign of recognition or greeting, nor did Harry or Neville. Oh um, my goodness, Blaze is Black Panther when I don't Hawkeye. care. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't care. I, don't I feel care. like he probably did that for McClagan. McClagan was probably like, he looks like you're sniffing kind of fellow. He's like, I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. <laughs> move out of my way <laughs> it's nice for you he says this is Cormac McWagon perhaps you've come across each other no see it's, the how? answer should not have been no how so I think like it is sort of it. well it's vague enough where it's like this is our first time meeting these characters but like Harry should know who they are but like it's a vague enough introduction by Slughorn where it's just like alright it makes sense that he's like introdu- you know making the introductions it's what he does but like it shouldn't have been no also, it just would have been as easy as like oh of course you're in the same house later but I also have a question of like why is this the first time Cormac has ever tried out for the Gryffindor coach team he's, he's been there longer than Harry well no but so what he says is but also like, the team has been like full it's been full for a while but like, like since Charlie, Charlie left no, but Charlie yeah. left and then Harry got it immediately and I don't think he's a seeker but Before last tryouts. Year, but tryouts last year when he said he he ate, he's dumb. He's a Gryffindor. So he did some, like, he, he ate something off of a bet. Like, I think he says that he ate something off of a bet and then got sick. So then he missed the tryouts because he did some dumb shit right before tryouts. Okay, so I'm just like, right. But it is a valid right, question. Right, it's right. like, dude. Like, yeah. your, your whole head is about, like, let me be seen. And that's a perfect way to be seen. Mm-hmm. But where were you? Yeah. And when Fred and George, one chance. And when Fred and George came in, his, uh, uh, well, no, that was before him. When he Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, so then, and then Marcus Belby, um, who is a Ravenclaw, I believe. Um, who knows, because who cares I think they say it at some point. I just don't remember where. And it might just be later on in this uh, chapter. And this charming lady tells me she knows you. Jenny grimaced at uh, Harry and Neville from behind Slughorn's back. 
Well, now this is most pleasant," said Slughorn cozily. "A chance to get you know, get to know you all a little better. Here, How take many a nap. Did he have? Because like this is not the entire Slug Club, and like he doesn't know any of these students because like he just no, got he here. So it's not it. like he's like recruiting one new set of students. It's like he's forming the whole thing. So it's Over. just like, well, this is the twelve o'clock spot, and then later at two, I'm going to invite well, him. No. Or, um, and you would think. But then it lasts until the end of the thing because this dude right. is old and he just talks. <laughs> You're right. So You're right. It's like, it's one like, of Why did he like, have like multiple sessions? You know, like these compartments are small. Like you would think he would have like a 12 o'clock. All right, these are some perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, at two o'clock, these are some more what? No. But is this is not like a like a dining car or something? Like, because then it would be a little bit bigger. No. Big, big enough for, I, I think, think it's so. just a regular. Yeah, there's no car. And I think there's only mention of a dining car because it's just a trolley. Yeah. That comes around. And he, so he fits like six people in here. But I feel like if, I mean, or seven, yeah. And I also he should himself. be able to do the magic to expand the car right. to fit all the students. Because again, this is not the entire slug club. So what made him well, pick, I think it besides is. plot, what made him pick these? Because they're, well, we'll find out. But I think like also, he's also like, feeling them out which i think we'll see yeah yeah um so i wonder and i wonder if he just brought the other ones together the times harry wasn't there to meet the other ones so he was just like mixing the pairings up to see how they all bounce off of each other mm-hmm. but without harry being there for some reason yeah here take a napkin i've packed my own lunch the trolley as i remember it is heavy on the um, licorice ones and a poor man's and a poor old man's digestive system di- mm, digestive system isn't quite up to such things which yes. I always had a question about yikes, well, yikes. ew um, <laughs> you don't even know all of that <laughs> like thank you I know what to look up forward to when I'm 106 <laughs> <laughs> but also don't go in there here's bathroom <laughs> but yeah no I just like also always had that question about the lunch trolley because it doesn't have any lunch on it nope it's just snacks and then it's like just you're starving candy. by the end of it right so you're prepared for the feast but it's just candy and a woman who will hunt you down nope not can we that's not canon can it is I'm gonna go see it in September y'all oh you are yeah it looks um, beautiful I'll let y'all know if I make it beautiful <laughs> that's gowns. what I'm going for but I'll let y'all know if I make it past part one if I'm just gonna be Eliana and be like yo so I will see your part two shop. I will take the your part two again <laughs> Like I am Portia, we are both light. We put the light on. <laughs> we wear glasses. I was short, a little shorter yesterday, but here I am. <laughs> so then he offers Belby some pheasant. So I'm like a bird. Oh, the, but I like I how British it is. Just, yeah, it's it's very, have you have you seen that in the other books? No, because you see trifle, which is okay. We don't do that over here. But now we can see what the old men in British. Britain, yeah, yeah. But do the kids like that too? Probably not. Maybe, maybe it's like liver. But onions. it's also cold. <laughs> maybe it's like liver and onions. Like mm-hmm. they're just like you, you know your grandma, and then you just be like, nah, I'm good. Right. Bobby started and accepted what looked like half a cold pheasant, so it doesn't even look appetizing. I was just telling young Marcus here that I had the pleasure of teaching his uncle Damocles. Slughorn told Harry and her and Neville, now passing around a basket of rolls. At least he had real food there. Outstanding was it, outstanding, and his order of Vernon was well deserved. Did you see? Do you see a bunch of your uncle Marcus? Really, he's just after these kids for, for their, their family connections. It's for their family connections. Like, all right, but what it's either about it's me? either because he it's either because well, I guess he knows his uncle. Yeah. I love his but it's like Damocles because you know that's so old. Like his uncle is so, so old. old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Unfortunately, Bybee had taken a large mouthful of pheasant. In his haste to answer <gasps> Slughorn, he swallowed too fast, turned purple, and began to choke. Anapia, uh, Slughorn said calmly, pointing his wand at ba- Belby. Oh, yeah. Typo on his website. Uh, <laughs> Belby, whose airway seemed to clear at once. It's handy. Not much of him, no. Well, of course. I dare say he's busy. Because he's an old man and the swallowing issues happen. <laughs> Just like using the spell all the time. He said it quite calmly. <laughs> right. Apnea. It reminds, like, the spell words reminds me of, like, sleep apnea. It's like a breathing yeah. thing. So that's like. Oh, yes. yeah. Smart. That yes. makes sense. Um, well, of course, I dare say he's busy. I doubt he invented the Wolfsbane potion without considerable hard work. Well, shout Which, out to his uncle Democles. We should we should bring up Uncle Democles every time we wake up. We've been like, you know what? In today's shout out, shout is sponsored by Uncle Democles. Exactly. Get down there to Democles' shop and get you some Wolfsbane potion. So there's like family tension between the Belbies because he's like, me and my dad don't really talk much. So no, I don't talk to him. Slughorn's like, okay, McClagan, how about you? Let no, me talk to you. I wonder if there's a cold, cold smile, cold shoulder. I wonder if that's like a like a because his father's anti werewolf. Ooh, like, maybe maybe mm. that's why he's like, oh, that's so giving him too much benefit. Maybe, I mean, but with this, <laughs> I. I get get some insight into like what like Belby's point of to your pure blood like one of those people where Mm -hmm. he's like oh yeah my father doesn't hear that yeah 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 in the Belby's not from Slughorn yeah yeah no I know what you mean yeah so Um, he turns to Cormac and is like I happen to know to I happen to know you see a lot of your Uncle Tiberius. That's so shady. Like, why do you know that? that First, why do you know, but then also, like, the transition. Right. Because he's like, do you see a lot of your uncle? No. No. Well, I I know you do, so let's talk about (laughs) your uncle. (laughs) In front of these, like, these are children. I mean, they're seventh years, but, like, damn. Still. He has a rather splendid picture of the two of you hunting in Nocktails, I think. Norfolk? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, he went with Bernie Higgs and Rufus Scrimger. That was before he became minister, obviously. He is ready for Oh, you know Bernie and Rufus, too? He's been oh, sin and waiting I had no idea this. they knew each other. Now tell me. It was a serious suspect that everyone here seemed to have been invited because they were connected to someone well-known or influential. Everyone except Ginny. Zabini, who was interrogated after McClagan, turned out to have a famously beautiful witch for a mother. From what Harry could make out, she had been married seven times, each of her husbands dying mysteriously and leaving her mounds of gold. That's the way to do it, girl. That's the the way to do it, girl. (laughs) Secure the bag. You're like, I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm I'm gorgeous. She's out here, and you know the little the robes, like sure. Uh, uh, Savage Fenty just came out with this. <laughs> that. Every time no, one dies, no, she's she goes. Much. Every time one dies, she's she Rihanna. picks one out of her. She's Rihanna. She picks out one out of her closet. She has it's color. She has different colors. She got like a black with a. She green. got a cape room she's like, 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 like right. no exactly, exactly. And she, she just puts it on. And then when the R's come, she's like, "Oh, it's so sad, my dear, my poor husband." He's dead. But Rihanna, like, <laughs> Rihanna is not, she's too fancy for her own life. If she does, that's all budget wear. Okay, you're correct. But I mean, it needs, but I feel like hers, like, it, it looks like that, except it's a little short. It, like, tra- it has a train. Yes. And it might Absolutely. not be sheer. She might have some sheer ones for but special occasions. I'm saying, but just like mom, she's shopping from Adrian Provocateur. She's <laughs> all out. Um, I feel like she's probably wearing that outfit that Beyonce had in Six Inch Heels. <laughs> <laughs> that outfit yes. with the white, 
I want it. I just, I gotta find it because it's really gorgeous. I'll probably never really afford it. But she's wearing that. She's walking around like, I give you angel, but mm-hmm. actually death. And that is, <laughs> boom. That's what she does. That's all we need. Also, she's like, here, uh, Aurors, have some ham. Knowing that that's the murder weapon, which well, is like a classic Hitchcock mm-hmm. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> murder weapon. It's just like, oh. And she's like, was there a hailstorm last night? I don't know. All these icicles outside, they've melted she's in the meantime. Right? She's But also it's like, she's, you know, with the oars and everything, she's probably just like, okay, but like, prove it. <laughs> I mean, I'm on number seven, so what, are, just, what do you have to say? They're just really sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I just... I'm grieving for my husband and I just and can't my deal son, with this right like, now. What is he going to do? He has a father only figure. 15. Like, I just And Blaze is just in the back in the corner like, like <laughs> I didn't even like that. Name. He's like, I didn't like that. Name. Like, okay, <laughs> right, sure. I'm very sad. You can't tell. <laughs> this is just my face. I mean, no, Blaze is so giving sad. like like giving like teenage group who's just like Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like yeah read the prophet not on his phone he's on daily prophet because that's what teenagers read apparently um, there's no tv <laughs> um so amani says a queen an icon and delia <laughs> says she realized them racist wizards only valued her for her beauty yeah. so she said fine all right let's play, let's play. which has been my like head case. i was gonna write something about her we actually we decided her name was nicola I don't remember why, but we did. I think it was just sounded British. She always gave um, me like we might have decided a mod. That. Yeah. She always gave me a mod. Like mm. I always like grass, like this is a mod. Yeah. yeah. His mom She's is like mom. right. Mm-hmm. 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 That actually makes sense for the way he's described a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I that he's like, right. that's like East African. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also makes sense because his last name is Italian and like Italians colonize um Ethiopia. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, at some point, yeah. So it makes sense, and it makes it, he doesn't have to be mixed. That just happens to be his last name. Well, then. Yeah, he's definitely not Boom. mixed. I feel like. I feel like he's not. My personal head is like that she actually the, liked Blaze's father, but then he dies, and then she just keeps the, the game going. Right. Um, but I, I'm curious <laughs> as to if there was more before him. Or if that was her true love, and right. she was like heartbroken, That's what I've always and thought. then she was just but like, "Well, can't. now I'm ruthless." But like, she's a heartless now. On which man was hurt? Was so husband number three could have been Zambini's father. We don't know. Right, right. It was husband number something. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying, though. It's just like I think that but she found the one because she only has one child. But right. she doesn't. But also, so she knows about birth control, mm-hmm. right? But she also that also could have been like. Oh man! In order to get get gold out of this one, I'd have a kid. <laughs> she could be one hundred percent ruthless true. and not just naive. It's true. But like, but it's like, I, yeah. I just I remember in I think it's in the wiki or something like in like they just it's a they're theorizing they're not like saying oh, it for facts but in the wiki they're saying like oh because his last name is Italian he's probably like Italian and whatever I mean you could be like. They're a black Italian, but yeah. But also, but I think just East African people have names from all over because you were colonized by so many people. So you know, the names they the they, you exist, know. they they happen. They happen. Yep, with full black people. Yep, you know. Um, Delia's headcanon is that she doesn't think she was ever married to his father, um, but that Ooh. his dad died before they could marry, and that was her one true love. Spicy. Or like. 
Hey. It was a side, you know, a side boo. Like, she was like, you my real love, but I got to kill him first. But then maybe he died. And she was just like, well, now everybody did. Everybody so I'm did. just going to take care of my son and secure the bag. Hey, where's Eliana? Because we have, <laughs> we have thoughts. We have thoughts. <laughs> we have plots. And casting. <laughs> um, okay, so then it was Neville's turn. He, it was an unbear- it's, it was an uncomfortable ten minutes for Neville's parents um, had been tortured into insanity by Bellatrix Lestrange and a couple of Death Eater cronies. I love that Barty Cross Jr. is now just a Death Eater crony. I mean, that's, that's just- what you should do. Do not give them power. Just like, he was just a crony. He ain't all that. Right. Meanwhile, he literally was your professor. For <laughs> I, I am the Dark Lord's favorite one. I found him in the wild. I alone. I alone <laughs> kept the same faithful. And tortured people till they could not ever function as full humans ever again. Mm-hmm. All for the sake of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Will I be remembered for it? No. Do you think I'm crazy? Yes. But was I the best Dark Arts professor you ever had? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually. second best. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so then, but also like, Harry had the impression that Slughorn was deserving judgment on Neville. Um, yet to see whether he had any of his parents' flair, but also asking him these really personal. Like, Neville has still has not told anyone. <laughs> like Harry and Ro- like Harry and the Weasleys and Hermione or whatever. Like, they found out on accident like on accident like they didn't Neville didn't come up to them and say anything so then the fact that Slughorn who knows because he's an adult and like you know probably read the paper or whatever like the fact that he just is asking him this stuff in front of people who would not know otherwise or like because they have other families could have told like oh yeah like like oh who was your year this year oh long oh that's a tragic that boy had a tragic backstory you know like oh he's more basically family. what right, happens right, when right. Dumbledore telling Harry <laughs> it's like oh well I guess you need context <laughs> to understand mm-hmm. why this is terrible yeah. why this is a memory that I don't like to hold in my head but it just seems like Neville doesn't know why he's there and he gets there and now he's interrogated about like mm-hmm. this terrible thing like, that oh, happened to his parents how, are, are you like Harry Potter like I read the story from this right. year last year how you're, you take his, he takes his tragedy and he makes it for probably so better. Like, right. Is that what you do? Right. And your eyes glistening with the ghosts of your past. <laughs> that is a lie, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. And now, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him like twirling in a chair, yeah. just like, and you. <laughs> but he's like, and now, like he's like, he's presenting the wizarding news. <laughs> He says, um, where to begin? I feel I barely scratched the surface when we met over the summer. The chosen one they're calling you now. <laughs> Harry said nothing. Belby, McWagged, McWagged, and Zabini were all staring at him. I feel like, like Blaze was just looking like, word? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Slughorn. There have been rumors for years. I remember when, well, after that terrible why, night, why must Lily, we James, and you survived. One of these poor <laughs> but, the but the way that he's saying it too is very much like, he's, like, he's trying to not say it, but he's also very much saying it. But like, I feel like he's like narrating to the people on the table who already know, know this, this story. Right. This is, but he's like, I've got to tell it because I tell it the right way. I was old enough to remember. You wasn't old enough to remember exactly. that night. I remember that night. <laughs> really? But Jeez. also he's literally bringing up literally everybody's Just, like family, la- like dirty know, laundry. No, no. Like Belby's like, my parents, my brother, my uncle and my dad actually do not speak and it's like, a family like like yeah. feud and like hi Mr. Zabini 
tell me about your mother's seventh husband. But like, you're saying, just bring up everybody's but, drama. But like Harry he lives for that, the drama. But Harry gathered that, so I feel like he was shady to Blaze because he was like, because Harry had to pull that up in context clues. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was some sort of shade going on <laughs> where he had to like, he's like, oh, but also has- like. But you have, yeah, you have to at least know. Yeah, like, he's like, what? Oh, you're my, he's, he's, probably like, he's probably like, I remember your mother. And then after she graduated, the first husband. And then the second one. <laughs> the first, her, her second and husband then you, was one of my students. And then the third. <laughs> and then the fourth. And then she's very beautiful. And it was just her alone that night. Seven I feel like husband. he's probably like, is, I heard such and such just passed away. That's number seven, isn't it? Like, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like it's probably also like, and she's oh and how how is she and the Duke doing? Oh, that was husband number four. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Wait, I, wait. Um, I heard a certain of um uh, tell of um, what about that lord from um, Albania? Like oh, oh, oh no, oh he's so also, ooh. okay. Um, what about uh Lord Brian? Oh, he was one of my students. I, oh wow, oh. I didn't get the funeral notice. <laughs> I'm so sad. That's no, unfortunate. I would have attended that one. I would have attended that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he says, and you survived, and the word was that you must have powers beyond the ordinary. Um, Zabina gave a tiny little cough that clearly supposed, um, to indi- it was indicating amused skepticism, and then an angry voice burst out from behind Slughorn. Yes, yeah, Zabini, yes. because you're so talented at posing, Girl. which was like, <laughs> she was like, I got you now. Girl, you're so tired. Like, oh dear, chuckled Slughorn comfortably, looking around at Ginny, who was glaring at Zabini around Slughorn's great belly. You want to be careful, Blaze. I saw this young lady perform the most marvelous bad bogey hex as I was passing her carriage. I wouldn't cross her. Zabini really looked contemptuous. Anyway, said Slughorn, turning back to Harry. Such rumors this summer. Of course, one does know, one doesn't know what to believe. The prophet has been known to print inaccuracies, make mistakes, but there seems to be little doubt, given the number of witnesses, that there was a, quite a disturbance of the ministry and that you were in the thick of it all. Harry, who could not see any way out of this without flatly lying, nodded, but still said nothing. Slughorn beamed at him. So modest, so modest. No wonder Dumbledore is so fond of you. You weren't there then, but the rest of the story is so sensational. Of course, one doesn't know quite what to believe. This fabled prophecy, for instance. We never heard a prophecy, said Neville, turning geranium pink as he said it. That's right, said Jenny staunchly. Neville and I were both there, too, and all this chosen one rubbish is just the prophet making things up as usual. You were both there, too, were you? Slughorn said with great interest looking from Jimmy to Neville, who both of them sat clam-like before his encouraging smile. Yes, well, it is true that the prophet often exaggerates, of course. Uh, I remember dear Gwenog telling me, Gwenog Jones, of course, I mean, the, the captain of the Hollyhead Hoppers. Yeah. <laughs> like, he married off into a long-winded reminiscence. <laughs> yeah, and so clearly Harry, like, Harry can tell that, like, Slughorn wasn't convinced by Neville and Ginny, but part of it is like they don't want to. Nobody wants to talk about what happened there because that shit was traumatizing, and also like nobody's business. And it yeah. also like just happened. And it's a just secret mission. It was like, right. They weren't supposed. It's not to do actually it. order business, but it's like now that it's like it happened. It was like well, now you can't talk about it right. because what? it was literally us the business of a secret order fighting Voldemort that no one is supposed to know about. But what else are you supposed to know besides Voldemort showed up in the Ministry of Magic? That's like, you really what else do you need? So what had what happened was we destroyed the time room and that was really sad. 
And then we ended up, and then, then you know, my godfather, like, my godfather died. That was weird. And then, and then I was possessed by Voldemort for like a cool second, but then the power of love and grief, like, just like, I, I don't know about all of that. So, <laughs> and Robin, it's just like, dude. And then Robin's favorite part happened when glass <laughs> turned the sand, and that was lit, and, and that, that like, was what you should take. Right. Right. Glass like, that's all we should tell you. What happened in the. <laughs> You were both there, were you? you were like, yeah, glass in the sand. <laughs> so then the afternoon wore on with many more anecdotes and illust- in illu- mm, anecdotes about illustrious wizard Slughorn had taught, um, all of whom had been delighted to join what he called the Slug Club. Harry couldn't wait to leave, and but they he didn't let them go until it was twilight. Good gracious, it's getting dark already. Like that's like five plus hours they could sit in this compartment. Um, wait, I'll probably be sitting there like. All, no, none of them want to be there. I this think McLagan is probably... McLagan. He probably... Even if he doesn't want to be there, he's at the very Literally least, like, long. a little attentive. Just yeah. twirling their wands, like, how, how much longer? Can I... I'm, is there a spell in there? <laughs> right. right. To just... Right. That's when they need that poof powder or whatever. <laughs> Instant darkness the powder. Darkness is poof. poof. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour and like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Um, so then he says, McLagan, you drop by and borrow that book on knocktails. Harry Blaze, anytime you're passing. Same goes for you, miss. He says to Ginny, and he ignores Belby and Neville. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> so then Harry asks Ginny how, when, as they leave, Harry asks Ginny how he ended up there and says that Slughorn saw her hex, Zachariah Smith. Um, because he kept going on about what happened at the ministry, and in the end, it annoyed her so much that um, that she hexed him. And Slughorn came in; she thought she would get attention, but instead, he said it was really good hex and invited me to lunch. That is so out of pocket. But <laughs> Zachariah Smith, it's very he, Slytherin of him to appreciate that. Yeah, he was like, exactly. he's like, we on a trip to school, and you are ready Just come with me. All right, I have some lunch for you. All right, I chose gumption. Right. Better reason for inviting someone than because their mother's famous or because their uncle, um, he broke off. Um, and an idea had just occurred to him, a reckless but potentially wonderful idea. That's the model of Gryffindor House. It's not only that. You know, from the Order of the Phoenix, I went back, remember? Every time Harry has a moment of being <laughs> reckless, he immediately does something that is go- that ends badly. It never ends well. Every time he's like... a Where it's like recklessly reckless, mentioning the reckless word reckless. Reckless daring seizes him, and then all of a sudden he's in Snape's thoughts. <laughs> and or then all of a sudden he's his head is in Umbridge's fireplace. Like, it's just like every time. And it's never like his better side. It's like, maybe we should. Right, there's yeah. never... An, like, there's the Hermione voice is just very like, rare in those particular instances. Like, there are other times when he does something that is reckless, and like, maybe the Hermione voice will come up, but like... Usually, it's just like reckless daring, and then he did it, and it was yeah. too late. Now his where is my wands? Exactly, and then his face is punched in. So he decides to follow Blaze to the sixth year Slytherin compartment. Um, so Which he throws his invisible they hang out together because Blaze don't mess with them really, and it's not like Harry hangs I out think... with all the other six year. But Harry doesn't know Blaze. Okay, he assumes, <laughs> he just assumes that Blaze is because he doesn't. He don't know. And he, he, and he doesn't, happens. He to doesn't be even correct. know Blaze's name until today. That's <laughs> true, but he just guesses and it happens to be right. So he throws on his invisibility cloak um, and hurries after Blaze. Blaze was already sliding the door shut when Harry hastily stuck his foot to prevent it closing, and then he throws the door open. And Zabini falls into. I keep saying Zabini, but I just want to call him Blaze, and it's just distracting. Say Blaze, yeah. Um, and it and he topples into Goyle's uh, lap. They have a little like stare off or glare off. And Harry jumps um, onto the luggage rack. He was quite sure his feet and ankles had been revealed as the cloak flapped around him. 
And for one horrible moment, he thought Malfoy's eyes had followed his trainer they and did, whipped bruh. upward out of sight. Like, dude, are you serious? They did, bro. Um, Dumbledore. But, I mean, Voldemort taught Blaze. I mean, Voldemort taught Malfoy how to spot the edges of the invisibility cloak. Like, he can see. Mm-hmm. He can't see Harry, but he can see the edge. Like, mm, but I feel like the air looks like a little ripple there. Right. I feel like whenever he had that, when Dimby was having trouble with the door, Malfoy was like, "What's that about?" Because he exactly. now he has to be hyper vigilant. Right. 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 Um, Constant um, vigilance. He listened. He, he listened, listened to his Slytherin teacher. He did. He did indeed. Who actually um, now, like now that I think about it, like I mean, I know that. Oh wait, no, never mind. I was gonna say that like. We know that uh, Freddie Crouch Jr. was like imparting wisdom to all the Gryffindors. Yeah, he didn't, but fuck with he didn't yeah, he didn't like Malfoy because his dad. Yeah. So I was like, well, we don't know what he was showing him, but it was. Yeah. He probably found Crab and Gold done too. So it's like his sweater. It was like the like kids. Maybe Blake got something. Maybe, maybe. it was maybe. like his parents weren't involved, probably. Yeah, so his um, mom was too busy amassing that gold. She was like, what? Y'all doing some dark marks. Mm, no. Malfoy is laying his head on Pansy's lap and she's stroking his sleek brown hair, <laughs> smirking as she did so. As though it's anyone just literally would have loved all the relationships in, in this show, in this book. It's dumb. Are just so bad. Um, like, so has been thirsty this whole hey, yeah, thing. I get it, because Pansy's series. thirsty. Yeah. She is. Um, but he finally gave her, like, Gave in, yeah. Oh. For a little bit. Yeah, because he needs that attention because he's feeling down in the And they didn't, they didn't yeah. get married. So. He was, like, too lazy about it. He was just like, all right, I don't have the energy to fight you off. I'm dealing with some real stuff. So, you know. Yeah. Malfoy lived a life in here, too. Like, with the, like, relationship outside of school, finding someone that didn't know well, about Well, he had to. Malfoy had to because he was like, oh, you still evil? All right. Personally, I don't know if I can deal with that right now. I've had enough evil in my yeah, life, Pansy. I gotta go. Ooh, Astoria. Um... <laughs> Okay, yeah, so then um, Malfoy asks Blaze what Slughorn wanted, um, and he said, just trying to make up to well-connected people. Not that he managed to find many. I feel like Blaze is, like, not interested in this at all, but he's like, I'll do it, whatever. Like, he just seems very much, like, not into what Slughorn is doing, but also is not gonna not Go. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just like, Because he also wants the connection. Yeah. Right, so like, right. I think, but it seems to me he like, but I, yeah, it seems to me like he's kind of looking down at the way that Slughorn is... The way he's yeah, and he's yeah. just like, this is dumb, but like, okay, whatever. So then Blaze tells him who all was there, and Malfoy is like, he invited Longbottom? What's Longbottom got to interest Slughorn? Bellevue's Ravenclaw. Um, yeah, 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 Bellevue's Ravenclaw, sorry. Um, and then Zabini shrugs, uh, Potter, precious Potter. Obviously, he wanted to get a look at the chosen one. But that Weasley girl, what's so special about her? A lot of boys like her, said Pansy, watching Malfoy out of the corner of her eyes for his reflection. So jealous for his Even reaction. you think he's good. Look, she's good looking, don't you, Blaze? And we all know how hard you are to please. Do you really know? Ew. First of all, first of all, do you know that he has, that he thinks she's pretty? <laughs> you don't. You just saying. But like, how hard how, is Pansy just like going around to all the Slytherin boys around the block trying to yeah. see which ones she can yeah. look at? Like, okay. Yeah. Draco is like handsome. I have him now, but like I don't know. He's just not really. I just he seems distant. So let me just see what Blaze is into. Like I like, like, "Mm, but like I feel like this this sounds like previous experience. Like she's been trying to get with Blaze over the years, and was and then saw him glance at Jenny as she walked by one time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) She probably bumped into her, and he was like, "Watch where you're going." He's like, "My shoes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see these snakeskins?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
And then Blaze says, I wouldn't touch a filthy little blood trader like her, whatever she looked like. Code switching. Um, I decided. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we, we were, like, running out of time. But really quickly, headcanon. Blaze is saying this because he's in a thing full of Slytherins. He grew up this way. Yeah. But it's fine because he ends up making the BSU. <laughs> At this point, he has the BSU and he's just backsliding. But he... Code switching for his, for his environment because, because he's a I Slytherin. Because I can't believe in this situation that this black person is going to have that kind of... Or like not that black like, people don't have bias and don't have weird ass because I'm... Man. There are plenty of... Skin color and kinfolk. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know that. Diamond and silk. I know that. Right. Right. Stacey Dash. So I know that, but also, it it doesn't, within the context of this, it doesn't make very much sense. Right. And so, like, yeah, it definitely is. And it feels more like a way to discount race as, like, being a thing to have this black person say some racist shit. Yeah. But also, like, he doesn't engage in the same way like he doesn't even actually call her a mudblood he just calls her a blood traitor which is just like the neutral sort of term that you can use in order to just like get them to stop talking like this is just like him for us because we are team good blaze here on wizard We're team. team complicated nuanced blaze yes Bini, yes who has a heart of gold but hangs around <laughs> some terrible people partially because he's just like forced to just by circumstance of and he's a slytherin so year. in order to be self-preserving and yeah. to like get where he needs to get he's yeah. like cool i'll sprout that he's like, I'm right i miss my doll after we graduate right like, and it's not right. to say that what he just said is not problematic because right. it is and he probably should not yeah but also I don't believe off of just that because he's not a Death Eater. He's not running around during, contrary to Deathly Hollows Part 2, he's not running around in the room of requirement right. with Malfoy in him. He doesn't care about Malfoy. He's like, please. Right. Like, he just hangs out where the I'm hangs with out. I'm right now. And it's just like, like, all right, Malfoy, let me just get them not, to shut up. There's been never been a time when Malfoy is like, hey, Potter, you're dumb. Hey, Ron, you're poor. It's Crab and Goyle, and maybe not every once in a while. Blaze is like, I'm over here. I don't know what you're doing. Leave them right, alone. He's barely been in this, which means he's not being Blaze antagonistic. Is in the library. Okay. Blaze is by the lake. Okay. Blaze is in the kitchen. Let's talk Getting about it. Food. Blaze is like, Blaze is in the kitchen because he has a crush on a cute Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I can't like you, but I do. Anyway, Reason. that's my personal head cannon. Get on that, on that very tower with the Ravenclaws. Excuse me. <laughs> We will get, okay. <laughs> Offline. Um, so then Malfoy says, I pity Slughorn's taste. Maybe he's going a bit senile. Shame. My father always said he was a good wizard in his day. My father used to be a bit of a favorite of his. Slughorn probably hasn't heard I'm on the train or. Oh, boy. I wouldn't bank on an invitation, said Zabini. He asked me about Knott's father when I first arrived. They used to be old friends, apparently, but when, they, when he heard he'd been caught at the ministry, he didn't look happy, and Knott didn't get an invitation, did he? I don't think Slughorn's interested in deaf ears. Um, snaps okay Um, (laughs) and then Malfoy looks angry and then says well who cares what he's interested in what is he when you come down to it just some stupid teacher I mean I might not even be at Hogwarts next year what's it matter to me shut up why you should not be talking about this no no Um, and and honestly the reason you're not at Hogwarts next year is because you're trapped in your own house he actually ends up at Hogwarts that was just happening at Easter holidays yep oh yeah right right happen to be you school, bro. You're not that big. Um, so then Pansy's like, what do you mean you might not be at Hogwarts next year? Well, you never know, said Malfoy. I might have uh, moved on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. Harry's like, is this what? is what's going on? Like, <laughs> he's like leaning in. Oh my, is this it? And then Pansy goes, do you mean him? 
Malfoy shrugged. Mother wants him to complete from Pop, him. Yes, because it's a capital H him. <laughs> um, it's like the him. <laughs> okay. Um, mother wants me to complete my education, but personally, I don't see it as that important these days. When Dark Lord takes over, he's not going to care how many OWLs. But or, he will care about you being able to do magic. He will care that about is you. new level magic that you would have learned the basics of in your newts. It's not about the test. It's about the classes. I took AP classes, but I didn't take the test because the test scores didn't matter. But the knowledge I gained from those AP classes were still important. Mm -hmm. And he also cares whether you, the teenager that he recruited to the Death Eaters, is in the school to infiltrate things the way he planted you there to do in the first place. So then he's like, it'll be about the kind of service he received, level of devotion he's shown. And you think you'll be able to Malfoy's do something like, for him? I said, I'll be. Right. Said Blaze. And Blaze is like, what are you, Blaze is like, what are you going to be able to do What you bring to the table? You're 16 and you're not a fully qualified wizard. Um, See, but Blaze is like, also still not about it. Like, he's no. like, I'm about this one thing, but also I'm not going to let you just... Gallivant unchecked, like, oh, you think you all that. Like, exactly. you still not all that. Um, and then Malfoy's like, maybe he doesn't care if I'm qualified. Maybe the job he wants me to do isn't something you need to be qualified for, which is a lie. But right, because you failed at the mm-hmm. job. Can't do it. And then, so, uh, Malfoy's like, I see Hogwarts. So they, you know, get ready. At one point, Harry uh, Goyle gets his trunk, and as he swung it down, it hits Harry hard in the head. He let out an involuntary gasp of pain, and Malfoy looked up at the leather rack, frowning. Three things that could have pointed out Harry Potter. The Just door, the ankles, and the cat. Well, and what kind of spy are you hearing? A terrible one. Awful. He's never been good at it. It's a Gryffindor. Um, so then the door. Honestly, Blaze could be spy right now, and we wouldn't know because he's a good spy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry, so the, the, the train stops. Harry could see the corridors filling up and hope and hoped that Hermione and Ron would take his things out onto the platform for him. No. He was stuck where he was until the compartment had quite emptied. They, think about they start leaving. Strategy. No, not at all. Um, you go on, Malfoy tells Pansy. I just wanted to check something. Pansy left. Now Harry and Malfoy were alone in the compartment. Malfoy bent down over his trunk and opened it again. Harry peered down over the edge of the luggage rack, his heart pumping a little faster. What should Malfoy not be able to close to the hide bl- but Pansy? But Malfoy closes the blinds, right. and you should not be able to close the blinds on a school subway car. Like, I know they have to, like, change robes and stuff, but maybe there should just be bathrooms for that, because... <laughs> But I guess it's so many teenagers. people. Teenagers. Like yeah, I feel like it's, there's no I mean, way for yeah. you to have a private compartment to yourself, though, because there's way too many people. And even just bathrooms. Like, if it's, like, only two, or maybe you can fit four on there, and then it's, like, hundreds of kids. Still. So. I don't know. With don't only know. the trolley lady with all the no hormones. Lady. That doesn't. I don't know. I'm I saying mean, the regular sneaking. trolley lady. I, know. I ain't saying no, 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 the extra you're right. trolley they're sneaking, lady. They're sneaking in some stuff. Yeah, we know they're sneaking in. Stuff is going down. Right. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think a whole compartment gets, like, I don't think that's, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so. That's not what fan fiction says. Petrificus <laughs> Without warning, Malfoy pointed his wand at Harry, who was instantly paralyzed. <gasps> Without warning. Parallels. The blinds weren't a warning? He toppled, <laughs> you know, he toppled out of the luggage. Well, because Harry thought Malfoy was going to pull some shit out right there in front of him. Because he's dumb. It's like, guys, going to call the Dark Lord right here. Right. He toppled out of the luggage rack and fell. He couldn't move a muscle. He could only gaze up at Malfoy, who smiled broadly. I thought so, he said. I heard Goyle's trunk hit you. 
And I thought I saw something white flash through the air after Zabini came back. He said, you got pale ankles. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> um, you didn't hear anything I care about, Potter. But while I've got you here, and he stamped hard on Harry's face, Harry felt his nose break, um, blood spurted really? everywhere. That's from my father. Now, let's see. And Malfoy dragged the cloak out from under Harry's immobilized body and threw it over him. I don't reckon they'll find you until the train's back in London. See you around, Potter, or not. And taking, and taking care to tread on Harry's fingers, Malfoy left the compartment. Guys, parallels, because at the end of the book, Harry's also Patroclus Totalist in a scene that is my bird of more existence in the movie. But he's Petrificus Totalis under the invisibility cloak as Malfoy fails to kill Dumbledore. You know what, Connie? We didn't How was that feeling? <laughs> How was that feeling? That was just a good parallel. Mm. Those weren't feelings. Those weren't feelings. No, no, I wouldn't remember later. I wouldn't remember later. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, who is your MVP? Place <laughs> for Valid. no other reason but my own head cannons that he is just trying to deal with school and life the best he can, and that just means being friends with some terrible people for a hot second. But he is gonna rise above them in the ministry when he graduates school, and he's just like, listen, I'm just here for now, and then I'm gonna be off you know doing great things later and these fools will not because they messing around with dark lords and like who has time for that i'm also waiting for a black man he's the true king of gryffindor oh, oh lord <laughs> dean make him pre-think 1995 thomas he's he, not even in this chapter <laughs> he, was he was jimmy was going to meet jimmy him wasn't in the so. chapter if he would have been prefixed, he would have been a prefix car with Ron and Hermione. No, well, not with Ron. Hermione. With Hermione. Hermione. Uh huh. Uh huh. And with Pudma, and they would have been getting it together. <laughs> um, I, I made uh, Blaze's mom MVP. <laughs> I initially had like Jenny, but I was not. I was just like I couldn't think of anyone, and I don't know why I forgot about Blaze's mom. So, and then Robin also made Blaze's mom MVP, um, and so I stole hers. Um, because she is an icon and like you know shout out queen. to her a Slytherin you know, queen she, he's a leg- Blaze is a legacy girl yep. absolutely so Delia made Luna her MVP for being matter of fact about her social standing but unaware of her own badassery Lauren oh, yes. made um, Blaze MVP for not getting involved in Draco's drama um, and handling Slughorn like a boss Robin says that's it so far Nicola's and Beanie Slughorn because scam today before today scams you (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um who did you bench Draco Valid for being a little terrible person yes and stomp like curb stomping Harry like that was just unnecessary and like leaving him invisible on the train like right I want to say this for Draco though he didn't steal the invisibility cloak, which he could have done. True. He yeah. recognized Wizard Property's ring, Wizard Property, and he left it to him. He's <laughs> like, this is gonna, this is, your property's gonna be your downfall. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, right. walked away. <laughs> right. Real, because he could have used that invisibility cloak the whole really year. <laughs> um, who did you bench, Portia? I bench Harry, where's my wonton? Yep. Making foolish, reckless Same. decisions. I, too, benched Harry Potter. <laughs> Um, and then Robin benched Slughorn. Delia... She calls him a thief. 
Yes. No, she calls Bayana a thief. Oh, right. Yes, because I spelled it. Um, And then uh, Delia also benches Harry. He called himself reckless, so I don't have to. (laughs) And then Lauren also benched Harry and said, oh, no, baby, what are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. Does he even know what he's doing? No, no. He knows nothing. He don't. He doesn't. You know nothing, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Snape Victorious. Make sure to follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerd, hashtag WizardTeam. Join the conversation on Slack. You can become a Patronus, but you can also just join our chat and, like, not be a Patronus and still, like, have lost some conversations about Harry Potter uh also on other Twitter, times yeah tag yeah. yeah. wizard team man yeah you can go to the tag see what's happening see what's popping add your own thoughts apparently join our facebook group a facebook group <laughs> <laughs> apparently like, there is one there are also there. conversations there different conversations so like it's whatever your more, medium yeah. is Pick we have one. something for There's a you. There's for you somewhere. Maybe yes. you're, the, you're the person who has a bunch of tabs open because you're always thinking, that's luck. If you want to be like, oh, it's Twitter time, let's just have different streams of thought about similar things. Twitter. And Facebook is like, oh, this thing happened. It's like a water cooler conversation where it's like you can keep all of your thoughts at the same mm-hmm. place, but it's like more like happening at once or like happening across time. But on Slack, it's usually just like, in the moment conversation so it's like depends on who you are as a person you know we have we have something for you maybe there should be a sorting to pick what what which one is best for you social media that would be we have to uh, discuss with our community manager who yeah. is dealing with some potions director issues. of marketing and something in the community communication so um, today she's potions master <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So thanks everyone for listening. You can follow Connie at Constar24. You can follow Portia at Portia <laughs> underscore Obvi. Yeah. We will talk to you next week in various forms of media and social things.